560 WQAM presents the Neil Rogers Show. To talk to Neil, dial 5670560 in Dade and Broward. In other counties, call toll-free 877-785-NEIL or pound 560 on your AT&T and Verizon wireless phones. The opinions expressed by Neil, his guests, or his colleagues do not represent those of WQAM management staff or sponsors. Now, the Neil Rogers Show on 560 WQAM. Hey, yo, man, what's up with your fakakta mishpoha? out today's George uh, report. Okay. Are you okay? You sound like uh, down in the dumps today. No, it's just a little crazy in here this morning, but I'm all right now. I only hear one side of the calls when uh, I'm hearing Joe. Which side do you hear, Joe's or the hey, caller? Joe, uh, I don't hear the caller. You're not missing anything. So I miss Stormy. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> yeah, I miss Stormcat. I'm sure he had something really important to say. Wow. Okay, let me uh, reach back here and get this uh, important thing from George. Are we going to talk to him today or what? Uh, we can, sure. Well, did you discuss it with him at all? I have not. Uh, I can. Here's what George Rodriguez says this morning. Got the message from Lee about the party Friday. Sounds great. I'll be there with my drinking hat on. Now, did we put something on our website about this? I don't see it. It's in the promotions event section right now, but Cordis, once he gets in this morning, is going to put it on the homepage. On our homepage or on a QAM page? Well, he's going to put it on the QM homepage. I guess Eric uh, could maybe put it on the Neil Rogers homepage. And where's the Eric going to get it? I can send it to him. I have his Good, email Please. Now. Yeah. Please. Anyway, uh, George says he'll be there Friday with his drinking head on. This is at the um, Hard Rock. What time? Friday, 4 to 7 p.m.? Correct. My website is registered, but so far I just get email there. It says George at the George Rodriguez Show.com. Got a meeting at the... Oh, my God. Yeah. Got a meeting at the ticket today at 11 o'clock. If people want to bug them about giving me a job, they can write Steve White at swhite at 790theticket.com. Really? At the ticket. The ticket. Hmm. Wow. I would especially like potential sponsors to contact them, George says, or at least people who say they will patronize sponsors of a show of mine. Sure, it would be nice to work with so many of our old friends again and not to have to leave the market. Thanks again, George. Well, good luck, George. Wouldn't that be something? Maybe George can do middays over there. Maybe they'll get rid of that syndicated crap. They got what they got? Colin Cowherd. Colin Cowpile, yeah. Because evidently, there's, from what I'm hearing, there's a lot of uh, mis m uh, unhappiness over there with their uh, new programming, with their syndicated crap hmm. in midday, and with the new morning show that really blows, which is what you said. It sure does. So how's the A.C. coming in there? Oh, it's nice and chilly in here today. 
not. Is it really? Yeah, they actually got it fixed. Wow. And what about the dump button? Did you have any conversations about that? Well, you don't have one, and I do, so I'll have to dump from now on. I don't have one? Not right now. Well, why didn't they tell me that? Well, that's not, what I Not asked. that I was anticipating blurting out the F word or any other, uh, you know, word on the air, but crap happens every once in a great while. You know, I asked that same question because that's kind of an important thing to uh, pass along. Yeah. And they didn't, and they don't know why. It slipped through the cracks. Oh, it slipped through the cracks, yeah. I got a crack for it to slip. Cracked them. Somebody over there got a big fat one. Jesus. Are you, are you, so in other words, I got this button here and I pressed it three times very uh, solidly. Really hard. Rock solid. And it didn't work. Yep. So whose fault was that? That would be engineering's fault for not letting us That would be know. engineering again. Oh, but we don't want to be anything negative. You know what Joe Rose said yesterday? Nothing negative. These studios are the greatest. Why is he, what did you call him yesterday? A ass clown suckhole or something? Yeah, or something like that. I can't believe you said that about my good friend Joe Rose. Scott says, I could vote on your poll today if you drop the following condition enough to drive me to want to kill some people. There are no annoying nice noises in my life to make me want to kill somebody. Enjoying your new sidekick, Flea. Best wishes for a good week, Scott. Don't take it so uh, serious, Scott. I got something serious to pass along. Wait till you hear it. Just uh, shocking. Okay. You, even, you, even you won't believe it. But first, this story. This has been sitting around for a while in my pile. So George has got an appointment across the street. That would be sensational. If he would get, you know, over there. Yeah. Like Miguel. Remember Miguel? That they blew out. I think they blew Miguel out to hire you, didn't they? No, there was someone in between us. Oh, some other flunky, some other um, some Raleigh guy. buddy of Joe Bell? Yeah, pretty much. And Miguel landed on his feet immediately and went across the street. And it's still Nothing there. like landing on your feet and going across the street. Not that that's a picnic over there. I wonder how many uh, bucks they're willing to pay George over there. About 30, man. 30 bucks a week. Taiwanese man bitten on penis by snake while on toilet. A 51-year-old man identified as Lin from Nantou County was under medical care with minor injuries, according to a director at Puli Christian Hospital. This is in Taiwan. As soon as he sat down, he suddenly felt a knife-like pain and reacted instinctively by standing up, the director said. When he looked down, he saw a big snake. <laughs> I see. Wow. The director added that as soon as he passed the risk of infection, he was free to leave the hospital, adding a snake's mouth isn't always clean. Local media. Oh, and guess what movie I saw last night, speaking of a mouth being clean? Yeah. Milk. Yeah, what'd you think? Well, let me finish this story, and then I'll give you my rubdown on the, on the movie. Okay. The director added that as soon as he passed the risk of infection, he was free to leave the hospital. Uh, local media images showed the black and yellow reptile, reportedly a species of rat snake, being uncoiled and plucked slowly from the man's toilet bowl. The snake is not believed to be poisonous. That reminds me of the time that I used the managerial tea room at INZ, and there was like a little little red snake crawling around on the floor, and I'm sitting on the throne. I, I, I got out of there real fast. I did a fast wipe and clean and uh, run out. It has stopped the snake entered the toilet through a crack in the lid of the septic tank. Mr. Lin told the Taipei Times, I felt an excruciating pain in my lower body like someone had stabbed me with a knife shortly after sitting on the toilet bowl. That's sitting. Despite the accident, he was philosophical about his injury, adding, it was the snake signal for help when it bit me. If it hadn't, maybe it would have been stuck in the septic tank or either suffocated or starved to death. It looked like an accident, but was actually fate. Whatever the hell that means. The snake was crying out for help. 
The Dow's down 22 point. Okay, here's the poll. 1,101 votes. Wow, that's pretty heavy duty. Of course, that went on there, what, on Friday? It was the weekend poll. If okay. I were offered an all-expense-paid vacation to some U.S. spot I've never visited before, I'd want to visit Hawaii. Winds hands down your pantaloons, baby. 305. Beautiful place. The Pacific Ocean is a million times cleaner and warmer and nicer than the Atlantic Ocean. The Atlantic Ocean is filthy. Yeah. Hawaii, 305. Alaska, 156. The Grand Canyon, 113. Yosemite, 82. Vegas, 69. San Francisco, 42. Don't let me forget to talk about milk. The movie. The Virgin Islands, 41. Washington, D.C., 39. New York City, 35. I can't believe we even have 35 people out there who've never been to New York. What's wrong with you? Rockies, 28. Mississippi River Cruise, 25. Martha's Vineyard, 25. Niagara Falls on the New York side, 21. Lake Tahoe, 16. The Desert, 12. The Deep South, 12. New England, 12. Hollywood, 12. Puerto Rico, 11. Boston, 9. Whitewater Rapids, 7. South Florida, 7. One of the Great Lakes, 7. Which one? The Florida Panhandle, 5. Nashville, 4. Central Florida, 3. And Philly, 3. Lake Ontario sounds good to me. I can almost see it from right here. Now, wait. Wait till you hear this. Oh, first, before I do this, let me just tell you about milk. I've heard so much about the movie, and I, you know, I don't mind. And, and interesting people in there. When I found out that James Franco was in there, I just about did a black, about black flip. I love James Franco. He's one of my favorite people in the world. Yeah. And here he was, you know, tonguing and kissing and squeezing uh, Sean Penn. Better him than me. And, and I'll tell you who else was in it who played a screaming. Why is he always playing some screaming uh, effeminate queen? Was uh, Emil Hirsch. Who I really like a lot from that movie, Imaginary Heroes, which is one of my all-time favorite movies. But, did, now, did you see Milk? Yes, I did. And didn't you think Emil Hirsch was, like, a little over the top in terms of being a screaming, mincing queen? Yeah, a little bit. Wow. He didn't have much dialogue, but all he did was mince. Good golly. And, and um, Sean Penn, I thought he was really good, except for the fact that there were parts of the movie when I wondered, was he playing Harvey Milk or Harvey Firestein? <laughs> yeah. There were some parts where he was like, I thought he was going to fly away. But it was, it was good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It was a good flick. And, of course, Dan White did the world a favor there in the end, and uh, after they let him out of the hooskow, blew his brains out. What a lunatic. And all those ugly scenes of Anita Bryant, boy, brought back some memories, all of them bad. Yes, he was bitter, huh? She was a nasty, right-wing, Bible-thumping, talentless sow, bitch, Anita Bryant. I lived through those days on the air. Anita Bryant and Alvin Dark, Bob Brake, oh, my God, what an ugly period of time in Dade County. In fact, you'll notice in the beginning, when they, in the very beginning of the movie, when they show clips of police dragging gay people away, it was in Miami. Wow. Raids and riots and stuff. Good movie, though, Milk. I'm not so sure how uh, hetero people would enjoy it, but you liked it. Yeah, I thought it was good. It's a little bit too gay for some, I'm sure. Yeah. Especially all the kissy-kissy. James Franco, my God. Can't believe he was in that. Yeah, for the same people that were too homophobic to enjoy, like Brokeback Mountain, they, uh, they won't enjoy this one either. I hated that movie. I, I didn't even watch the whole thing. I got about halfway through it, and I just shut it off. It was kind of a bad story, but you know, some people were just a. It was a bad story. It. it wasn't a love story. It was a rape story. I don't know right. what the hell. Uh, can't people tell the difference? It wasn't a love story. It was a rape story. What? What's coming over my uh, thing here? I don't know. Oh, 
is some questionnaire here having nothing to do with this show or with this radio station. Has to do with a Toronto situation here. Wow, look at that. Okay, well, this is good. I needed this information. And it's still coming. Wow. Oh, God. Mighty Cyrus is Hannah Montana in Hannah Montana the movie. Wait, wait, wait. Wasn't there a Hannah Montana movie last year? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That, that, that was a 3D concert film, right? Okay, so this is going to be totally different. Don't miss Hannah Montana the movie. Guaranteed to be nothing like Hannah Montana the concert. So anyway, Eric informs me that the poll I just read was yesterday's poll, and the weekend poll was the one about George. Oh, yeah, that's right. And he's uh, doing something about uh, George on the website. I'm going to be joicing here in a few minutes, may maybe soon. I'm just giving you a heads up on that. Heads up and heads down. Okay, thanks. Oh, here's Stormcat sends me an email. How do you like that? Stormy, talk more sports. Hey, Neil, let's talk more sports. Don't you know it's more important than what you're talking about? Get your act together, Stormy. The fake Stormy, obviously. Here's the current poll. The most annoying noise, this is a Charlie B poll, enough to drive me to want to kill some people, that I have to put up with where I live is... See, he always he always puts something in there that makes it over the top, enough to make me want to kill some people. Why do you do that, Charlie B? Why are you such a drama queen? The neighbor's dog, 70. The neighbor's, 41. The leaf blower guy, 34. The neighbor's stereo, 20. All night parties, 18. The neighbor's kid, 17. Motorcycle or scooter, 16. A souped-up car engine, 16. The garbage truck, 13. Car alarm, 13. Lawnmower, 13. The ice cream truck, 11. Caterwauling cats, 9. A traffic, nine. traffic, 9. Rooster, 9. Planes, 8. Train horn, 8. Car horn, 7. Emergency vehicle siren, 7. Fire alarm, 4. The street sweeper, 3. We got 346 votes. I think we're missing a major one, though. Crying What's baby. That? Crying baby? Yeah. Okay, well, oh, I would have you put it on there, but you can't do it, can you? No, I can now, yeah. Oh, you can? Yep. Well, what do you got in there now? Right now, I have access to a computer. Um, they're going to actually put up the uh, DCS in this room and in the, uh, the Neil studio, so we'll have it in both locations. So hopefully I'll have that tomorrow. Well, where are you going to be tomorrow? I'll be in here again tomorrow in the main oh. studio, probably for the rest of this week. Oh! You've got to be schmitting me, don't you? No, they're behind schedule. They're behind schedule. What a concept for QIM. <laughs> They're behind schedule. So what was the emergency? When? Oh, Buddy Nevins. The fake Buddy Nevins sends me something. Probably the real one. Oh, here's one. Take some calls, you old toad. No, I'm not taking any calls. There's no chance. Take some calls. Wow. Here's here's one that's more well it's not more pressing than the one I'm going to get to but it's just shocking. What is what is it with the ex jocks on the stage have they been neutered? Maybe. Mary says I missed most of the George report is he interviewing at another station would he be a host or producer? I don't know. Let's hope it's not on the 10 to 2 slot says Mary. I don't care where it is more power to him. I'll promote it. I'll promote whenever he's on. And wherever he's on. Mofo says, Neil, it's not just Rose. Yesterday, Mandich opened a show with a five-minute tribute to George Corso, Fix It, and the entire QM engineering staff for putting together QM's magnificent new studios. 
He continued with this type of praise throughout the show. Whatever happened to Jim, this station stands for nothing, Mandage. He's now a right-wing tool and corporate suck-up. <laughs> also, I'm hetero, swear to it, Neil, and really liked milk. Franco and Penn were great, as was Brolin. Question, I wish George the best, but how the heck would he fit in at 790 unless he's a producer type? I like him fine on the air, but he ain't enough of a sports hole to do the show there, no? no? I don't think he would be doing a sports show. No way. There or anywhere. We know that. Maybe he'll be doing a non-sports show over there because the only show they have that's got any number is the non-sports show in the afternoon. That's a little bit sports, but mostly non, from what I'm told. The LeBastard show? Yeah. So here's the email that really got me thinking, especially after the one I got last night. Stephen Alexander writes, give your bonus check to George if you have a conscience. Since it was basically your agent who wrote up a bad contract for George, you should give him some, if not all, of the bonus check. You are 65, wrong, 66, and have the rest of your life behind you. George is young with his life ahead of him. He is strong, virile, energetic, and fertile. I bet if you and George had sex with 20 women in one day, oh, that would be something, he'd impregnate every one of them. <laughs> Long anymore. live George. Huh? Not anymore. No, that's right. He wouldn't impregnate any of them. I forgot about that. <laughs> Long live George. Give him your bonus check, Neil. No, I will not. You give him a check, Stephen Alexander. You write him a big, fat check. How do you like these people, if you have a conscience? So let me tell you about this email I got last night. From an old friend of mine I haven't seen in almost 30 years. About 30, man. 29 years. Friend from Kalamazoo, Michigan. Who worked for our station on the weekends as a kid in Kalamazoo. And then the last time I saw him, I was at the, the one month I worked at WLAC in Nashville for Dick Casper in 1980. And he and his girlfriend drove down from Michigan to visit me. <coughs> a surprise. He's been selling furniture in a furniture store in Kalamazoo for some time now. He's in a, um, shall I say, bad marriage. I'm not so sure there's anything as a good marriage. Well, you're in a good marriage. Yep. Well, thank God for that. There's one. But anyway, and he's uh, he's thinking he's getting fired today. See, this is what's going on with all these people getting canned in every business. Not yeah. just the radio business, every business. So he sends me, and we've been communicating by email for a while now, for a few months, on and off. Sends me an email last night that he thinks today is that he's getting canned and he's going to take a bunch of pills and go to sleep. You ready for that? How would you react to that? I don't know. I mean, I don't. That, 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 that makes no sense to me why people would kill themselves over something like that. Yeah, that's what I wrote him back. I said you can collect unemployment, life goes on, you don't do anything crazy. I, you know, I wrote him back a nice email, but I don't know what else I could do. Am I supposed to put him on a plane and bring him here and also feed him and give him my bonus check? Yep, send him the bonus check. How many people am I supposed to support in this world in which we live? That's what I'd like to know. How many people third, man. <coughs> am I supposed to support? And by the way, Buddy Nevins and anybody else out there wants to give me a song and a dance about the FCC and the word that slipped out yesterday. It uh, wasn't my part. Uh, I hit the dump button three times. Not my fault that it wasn't functioning and nobody told me about it and that stuff uh, slips out. That's happened three or four times over the years that you slip when you're doing live, you know, a stream of consciousness radio. Your tongue slips every once in a while. But usually you have the protection of a dump button that works in a real radio station. Right. <coughs> Mike says, Uncle Neil, is this a new procedure? I listen online. 
I know when you're about to go to break without warning goes to commercials in mid-sentence. Well, what does that mean? I think what happens is the radio feed cuts off because of the delay, and they miss like the last maybe two words of the exit sweeper. Oh, well, then quit bitching, okay? Right. Jesus, God. These people, they invent stuff. They invent stuff to be upset about. I know when you got to go to a break, I can hear you in advance. Adam Kirshner, the real one. The reason I know that is he's got a, kind of like Tom Jicka, he's got a code word here. Mm -hmm. And he has a picture he sends me of the Godfather's taco pizza, the one I talked about yesterday. Right. He says, was this the taco pizza you loved? Why are they only at the U Floatums? Do they have Godfathers at U Totem? I don't know. I don't know what that even means. Because last time I checked, they were at um, Hess gas stations as the only Godfathers in South Florida. Right. It says, why are they only at U Floatums? I, I don't know what that means, Adam. But there's a picture of that beautiful taco pizza. Mmm. Boy, that was good. Yeah. Godfathers is great. Why it didn't make it in South Florida? Just like the same reason that uh, my pie didn't make it. That was really good, too. The sh- thick Chicago style. Mmm. Didn't make it. Mark, the customs guy, sent me on MySpace, no less. Boy, I'll tell you, it's really it's, it's a real fly-opener when I get something at all on MySpace. Anything. Anything. From all my friends down there. I've got so many friends on MySpace, but they just uh, ignore me now. They're busy on Facebook with you. Mark, the customs guy, says, I'm still shocked over the recent firing of George from your show. He was an essential portion of your show will be missed. I've been listening to your program since you were back at WIOD, where I even got a tour of your studio with classmates, and you even offered me ice cream, no joke. Well, I don't remember that. Since that day, I've exposed your show to friends, co-workers, and even the traveling public through Pearson Airport. The overall majority of people who have encountered me have been able to listen to you both, to you both and usually walk away with a smile or a chuckle. Joe Bell will get his overdue retribution one day, at least get a cavity search at the airport. You really suck, Joe. Best wishes to George on his future endeavors. I'll be glad to expose the public to his radio program should he go back on the air. And so will I. Neil, always looking forward to your next show and have a fantastic summer. Oh, and try the Jamie Kennedy experience off King Street in Toronto. You might enjoy the tapas with lobster they serve. Howard David's a bitch. I am here, and you are... Damn it, I can't say it anymore. They took that for me. Thanks to no small part to that guy, a midday show guy. Who, Boca? Yeah, yeah, that's the guy. Whoever the hell that is. You met him. I did, did, did. Yes, out in the hallway. I don't know who it is, but whatever. Let's take some calls, then, shall we? Prestigious uh, Bud Collier City. Hello. Yeah, hi, Mom. Yeah, yeah, what do you know what he is? When are people going to realize this? This is a sports show and nothing else. Absolutely. Nothing exists outside the gay world of sports. Yeah, and by the way, some. They paid me to ogle and admire men. This here is a show for men. About men. Like uh, smelly bears and chaps. You stole the pizza? Huh? You stole the pizza? I did not take no pizza. You stole the pizza? (laughs) Uh, Don't be ridiculous. (laughs) You stole the pizza? I don't know what you're talking about. Stole the pizza? I didn't steal no pizza. Stole the pizza? No. I did not steal no pizza. Stole the pizza. Now see here. I ain't no pie burglar. Stole the pizza. I did not steal the pizza. I only had one slice. Well, okay. So it was a whole pie. 
Who cares? Those bums had no power. I was hungry. I sacrificed a lot, too, you know. There was no Dr. Browns. Just don't taste the same without the Dr. Browns. Uh, screw this. As that Moreau once said, good night and kiss my ass. Oh, the Dow's up about 20 points. Aren't you excited? Oh, yeah. Even though Maria yesterday said it was a selling opportunity, this was the time to sell? The Obama bounce was over? The fake Ernie Sochin says, having seen interviews of the real Cleve Jones, if anything, Emil Hirsch underplayed the mincing queen quality of the character. He toned the character down, if you can imagine that. Well, at the end of the movie, they show the real people. Mm -hmm. They show uh, pictures of the real people who were portrayed by the uh, actors in the movie. Cleve Jones is the type of person who walks up to drag queens and screams, I'm here and I'm queer, get used to it. There's no such thing as too gay in this world. I thought the movie was very good. Sean Penn is a complete a-hole, but he's talented, uh, fearless a-hole, and that's why I'll continue to watch his movies. He pulls no punches, doesn't shy away from anything, and as a result, his performances are real and makes him great to watch, even though he's ugly as hell. Yes, he is. How did he wind up with James Franco? That's what I would like to know. I also thought Josh Brolin did a hell of a job playing Dan White as a repressed, closeted, latent homosexual as well. It would have been easy to play White as a stereotypical right-wing, straight-laced, militant fascist. Brolin made the character even more pathetic by making him unable to accept who he really was, which is, as Mo would say, gay. Gay. In conclusion, Anita Bryant is a drekienta, and I can't wait to pee on her grave. Maybe leave some Peter North videos on as well. Wearing the brown and green Argyles today, the fake Ernie Sochin. I'm glad Ernie found his socks. boy, Ernie. I wonder if he's still around, Ernie Sochin. You Don't. know who that is, do you? No. Here's one that says, did Dan White blow his brains out or did he take the gas pipe? I really don't know. I know he committed suicide. I thought he sealed up his car, turned on the ignition, and inhaled deeply, it says. You want to Google it, Dan I, White? I will. See how he killed himself. Well, the fact that he did do it was a, a plus for the human race. Greg says, hi, Neil, I'd like to add gunshots to the annoying noise pool. Do you want to put gunshots on there? Okay. I lived in Broward for 19 years and moved to Lorita in 2004. It is my nice, quiet home in the country to spend my days of retirement. Where in the county and zoned residential subdivision, hog hunters patrol our neighborhood at night, kind of like a neighborhood watch, but with bulls and guns. Bulls? We've been shot at several times with real bullets whizzing through the trees above our heads. Did you know there is no law in Florida that prohibits discharging a firearm in a residential area? If there is no... Local ordinance, shoot away, says Greg. Yeah, like in Hialeah. Hey, yesterday was Victoria Day. I missed the fireworks last night. I went to bed early, and then I got that email. What, what would you uh, think if you got an email like that from somebody who said they were going to take a bunch of pills because they were going to get fired? Well, I guess first thing I would have done is what you did in reply, hey, don't do that. There's better ways. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, that would freak me out a little bit. Would you offer, would you volunteer to give them your bonus check or give them a whole bunch of money or put them on a plane and bring them uh, where you are and no. put them up for the rest of their lives and have another dependent? I just, I just, uh, you know, you, you reach the point where you just can't uh, handle any more. Oh, Taker Park is back again. She says, good morning. Thank you for your excellent suggestion of what I should write in a card for my great aunt who's celebrating eight zillion years of being a nun. I'll be mailing the card this morning on my way to work, and yes, she is old. If I remember correctly, she's in her 90s. I would think so. For today's poll, I'd like to suggest panhandlers. I live across the street from a 7-Eleven, and some evenings I can all I can hear are the homeless asking for a spare change. Spare some change, mister? Have a nice day, eh? I don't know. I don't think that qualifies for that. That's not a noise, you know, is it? No. 
And by Thanks, the way, Taker. what? Dan White, yeah, he killed himself by uh, sucking fumes in his car. He sucked fumes, huh? Yep. Yeah, he sucked all right. Hawk Mark from across the street says, and in 24 minutes they've got the big meeting with George. I'm sure George is going to give us a follow-up. I hope so. And I sure hope they hire him and pay him a lot of money. Well. What? They might hire him, but paying him lots of money, I think that's a, uh, a long shot. Well, I, I said I hope. Yeah. I, I doubt that they're going to pay anybody a lot of money. They don't have it. I would say they offer him forty grand. Really? Yeah. If I had to guess. And you'll you'll cover the other thirty. <laughs> what are you laughing about? Everybody's telling me to cover it. I can't afford it. I got the whole world to take care of. Hi, Neil and Lee. I'm sorry to hear the news about George. Wish I could help, but we just reformatted the whole lineup, and we just hired Jesse Agler away from you guys. Well, this this conflicts with what uh, we're hearing. Jesse start. He hired. They hired him away from us, guys. No, that's not true. That's not true. He wasn't working here anymore when they hired him. Hey, Hawk Mark, you're full of crap. He started doing weekends this past Saturday, as you know. Things aren't so pretty here either. The moves by Steve White have been met by overwhelming disapproval from the staff. And on and the on-air talkers, I guess, it's chopped off. Everybody hates having syndicated programming. I guess they don't like the Clem Kadiddlehopper show there in midday. What's his name, Clem Cowpile? Cowpile. He justifies it by saying it gives access to ESPN game coverage. It's just another cost-cutting move. Good luck to all of us, says Mark Hockman, executive producer of the Dan LeBastard show across the street. So things aren't good over here and things aren't good over there. Good luck, George. So run down this thing again about what's happening Friday, 4 to 7 at the Hard Rock. Yep, it's at the Hard Rock Cafe, which is inside the uh, hotel. We'll be there from 4 to 7 saying hi to George and bye to George and wishing them the best. And they'll have happy hour prices for everyone. And, of course, uh, we made sure that George is taken care of so he eats and drinks for free. Great. Oh, thank God for that. Yeah, and it's open to the public so everybody can come out. But the rest of the public doesn't eat and drink for free. Just make sure they know that. Right. They get happy hour prices. Well, good. Yeah. Which means bring some cash. And, and bring got... a bag of money to George, too, while you like Stephen Alexander. Oh, if you have a conscience, you'll do this and you'll do that. Now, you, know, you know what this is like? This is like a pile-on, what's going on here. They're piling on. George gets candid right away. Let's pile on the old man now, okay? Oh, he blurted out a word yesterday. We're contacting the FCC. He's going to have to pay a big fine. He's going to get fired, blah, 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 and, and all this other crap. Pile it on. You're cheap. You're old. You're dying. It's really easy for them to give away other people's money, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I don't have any problem with that. I'll give away uh, and, and, and the Beasley's money. <laughs> Let's have a severance package of about $2 million for George. That should take care of him for a couple of months. Sure. Cliff and Kendall says, he, oh, he sends me this. He didn't say it. He sent it. From Lima, Peru. Peru has called out riot police to control hundreds of young girls swarming the hotel where the Jonas Brothers are staying. Oh, my God. Thousands of other fans have lined up for the group's world tour premiere. The boy band is performing two concerts in Lima because a Mexico concert was postponed due to the swine flu epidemic. The first Lima concert sold out in hours, and 60,000 people expected for each show on Monday and Tuesday. <clears throat> <clears throat> Police blocked off traffic on Sunday as more than a thousand fans met Nick, Joe, and Kevin Jonas at the Oceanfront Marriott Hotel. Dozens of girls slept in a park outside the hotel to be close to their idols. Oh, my God. What a great way to start off our new world tour. The group posted it on its website on Monday. They're in Lima, Peru. Oh, boy. 
The Dow's up 29 points. Things are looking up. We might get in our new studio someday, maybe next week. Who knows what day it's going to be. What is it that they haven't finished in there yet? spot to the next break or should i do it now no i moved it because if you look at the log you see where the award live is it's not where the other ones usually are where all the numbers are of the spots the carts right the stuff it's dickie v baby and this year's american idol is a beautiful show but here's my final four of this box lineup you got allison from la she's the cindy brady of this bunch she sells seashells by the seashore scott mcintyre is a real blindy mcblindison a sign language singing sensation from scottsdale and how can you not love danny Golkey? the wisconsin widower is no wannabe he's not the giorno he delivers baby but far and away the favorite to win it all adam lambert oh i got a man crush on this kid this pyt is a real ptp i'm cuckoo for this cocoa puff baby 1046 at 560 WQM. We got the big O at 2 o'clock. Mad Dog at Chula's at 4. Dolphin tonight at 7. And then the um, 8 to 9. 8 to 9? That's what it says oh. on my schedule because 9 o'clock we got the Lakers and the Nuggets from ESPN Radio. Right. The Lakers and the Nuggets. I'm taking the Nuggets. And then we got that um, UM, that UM baseball game tomorrow, noon to 4. And it says here on WQAM.com. Right. So maybe not on NeilRogers.com? Not on NeilRogers.com, but on the QAM.com. Oh, thank God for that. So those who want to listen online, you'll still be able to hear the show tomorrow. Maybe. Mike Johnson says, as an FYI, and I'm getting several of these, this is the third time today the stream has begun running commercials prematurely in the middle of your conversations. It would have been nice for that horseball station to actually give the online listeners a full day of listening to you before that stupid ball game tomorrow. George, Joe Corso, you suck, says Mike. Joe, Joe Corso, you suck. <laughs> yeah, the stream is all screwed up. Everything is all screwed up. Yeah. But not on the uh, Joe Rosen uh, Mad Dog Bandit show. They're delighted with the engineering. Studios are magnificent. Everything is fantastic. Our studio, on the other hand, isn't ready yet. No. And our streaming is all screwed up, but and, and the delay, the dump button wasn't working yesterday, and mine still isn't today, is what you're telling me. That is correct. And where did they put the one in there that you couldn't find yesterday? Oh, it's up on this rack, like way up, like three feet above my head. Oh, great. Yeah. Not on the board where I was looking. Did they show you this before we went on the air? No, they showed no, me No, obviously after. not. Right. But now I know where it's at, so... Yeah, that's right, so I can swear away. Curse away. No, thanks. <laughs> Adam Oshmuck says, would you ever consider coming down to a Jays game? No. I went with my dad a few days ago. It was a total riot. We saw some guy ride his rascal right into oncoming traffic. There's the people getting nailed in the face by foul balls, and the fake homeless guys after the game. It's a really good time. Well, you have a great time there, Adam. I'm not going. I watch it on TV. I do watch the Blue Jays. They're hotter as a pistol. Yeah. Baseball to me is boring as hell, and I don't pay too much attention to it anymore for years now. But I've been watching some of the uh, Blue Jays. I'm a bandwagon jumper, you know, like everybody else. We love the Blue Jays. They won again. How about those Penguins beat uh, Carolina? Nothing could be finer than to beat up Carolina last night. Oh, don't tell me it's going to be Pittsburgh and Detroit again. Wouldn't that be boring? Yeah. That was up 21 points. Barry Jackass says, I'm hearing from my sources at 790, the ticket that George Rodriguez is being considered for the morning show with George Sedano. George would be executive producer and on-air contributor. Both Howard Davis and Steve White appreciate George's talents and his contributions to the Neil Rogers show. They're leaning to doing more of a sports light show in the morning as they've had success with that format in afternoon drive. 
So how would that be, George, in the morning? That'd be weird. Competing with us. It would be what? That'd be a little weird. Brandon says, I must say, the stream never did that before, just cutting to a break like that. We used to hear the sounder, not anymore. Now it just goes directly to break, and it catches you off guard because you're not sure if it cut you off or not. And it doesn't catch me off guard, oh, meaning the listener. Yeah. They got to fix it. They've got to fix it so we know you actually meant to go to a break. Try not to be a pain in the ass, but just letting you know I heard it, too. Everybody heard it. Yeah, they're working on it. They're working on it? Yeah. Who told you that? George Corso. Did he really? Yeah. Heck of a job, George. No complaints now. That's what Joe Rose instructed us all yesterday. No complaints. Everything is state-of-the-art. Fabuloso. That's what they're saying. Mm -hmm. They must have those guys really under their thumb. Mike W. in Boca says, I don't know much about radio. Just wanted to let you know. I've never noticed it before. Thought it was them trying to cut you short to go to the paying advertiser. Not meant to be a complaint. Okay. It's not a complaint. But, yeah, we know about it. They're working on it. That's what they're telling us. They're working on it. There's a streaming thing. Frank says, just how responsible is Flea for the firing of George? If you don't know, ask him on the air. Haven't I already asked you on the air? Yes. And what did you say? I'm not responsible at all. This one says, I drove down this weekend from South Carolina to visit friends and family. I went to Tiger Direct to get some computer stuff on Sunday. I looked around for Flea, but surprise, surprise, he wasn't around. Why would you have been at Tiger Direct on Sunday? I was there on Saturday. Oh, wrong day, Frank. I wanted to rip him a new one. Maybe you can tell Flea, you can act like a man. Wow. Got that with exclamations and all that stuff there. Well, if anybody wants to rip me, they can on Friday at George's party. I'll be there. That's right. Show up on Friday and act like a man, for Christ's sake. You can act like a man. What's the matter with you? Right. So show up at the Hard Rock, Friday, 4 to 7 p.m. Says, I will always listen to you, Neil. Maybe this is a good thing for George in the long run. I liked when you gave Flea the silent treatment the other day after George got fired. That was amazing. Did I give you the silent treatment? When was that? Never. Flea is not a broadcaster. The show he did on his own was horrible. It sounded like worse than a WVUM show. He's going to make your ratings <laughs> tank this summer. Maybe that was their plan all along to get rid of you. Yeah. Oh, and this is a... Um, we keep getting these for places that are not sponsors, but I, you know maybe they will become sponsors someday. You can't be too nice to people in business these days because we all need the money. The first 500 people at the new Coral Springs Panera Bread, which opened today, will receive free coffee mugs and free coffee to fill those mugs for two weeks. Wow. The new location is the Turtle Crossing Shopping Center on Wiles Road and State Road 7. It opens at 6.30 in the morning, but the coffee and mug giveaway started at 10 this morning. There's a limit of one mug per guest. This is the 21st Panera in Broward and Palm Beach counties owned by Warren, Ohio-based Covelli Enterprises, Warren, Ohio. You ever hear of Warren, Ohio? I never did. Nope. I know Findlay, Ohio, home of Joe Marsh Jr. I'm going to Joyce during this next break. Don't let me forget. Don't let me forget to go in Joyce. Okay. Now, this is interesting because it says on top of this email from Pat Galvin, and on the bottom, best of luck, Rick of Rick and Suds. Oh, yeah. It says, it's obvious you're still in shock over this firing of George. Flea is a nice guy, but he has little to offer the show. When you mentioned a movie, George had seen it or knew about it. Flea had no clue, and the dead air is brutal. You saw Milk. Yep. Maybe it's time to seek out a better deal and reunite with George. Screw QM in the sport holes. You know, seek out a better deal. Where's that going to be, huh? You could do more Expert at 790. What? You could do this more yeah, 790. 790. They can pay me 50 a year, 50 <laughs> bucks. Yeah. 
I know you love the money, but your show was ten times better when you had the real bits and allowed to use off-color language. Best of luck, Rick of Rick and Suds. Yeah, right. Off-color language, my ass. Oh, they're just all dancing. Oh, that word got on yesterday. You're going to be in big trouble, mister. I don't think so. And if anybody gets fined, guess who's going to have to pay it? Not me. Not me. Them. The Beasleys, who don't have a functioning dump button here, not even not even with my knowledge. And on the one day I make a slip and blurt something out, I hit the button three times and nothing happens. You know, I wonder if this dump button has even been tested. I don't know. Well, I'm sure as hell not testing it out. <laughs> you go ahead. Well, what do you mean if it's ever been tested? Well, wouldn't you assume when you hook something up, you would test yeah, it to see if it works? Yeah, of course, you test to see if it works. And why, why wouldn't they have communicated with me over the fact that this button was going to be inoperative? Well, you know, it wouldn't have done much good anyway because even if, you know, even if I would have known it, you didn't know where the one there was anyway. No. Atlanta rapper Dalla slain in Beverly Hills. Dalla. Send a dollar to George. Come on. Here's a picture of Dalla. L.A. police questioned a man today in connection with the slaying of Atlanta rapper Dalla, who was shot Monday outside a popular Beverly Hills mall. Well, oh, here we go. Percy in Miami Lakes writes, I keep hearing you have the whole world to take care of and cannot subsidize George's salary. Can you please elaborate on that? No, I can't and won't. None of your business. You're mostly to blame for this whole thing, for luring a bumbling idiot for an attorney. Butch up and take care of George. Yep. You take care of him. <laughs> All you up. people who are so concerned about George... Uh, here's one. Are you coming to George's party? Can't do it. i got to work. I can't suddenly uh, miraculously appear between 2 p.m. and 4 o'clock down there at the uh, Hard Rock. Neil, all you can do is call suicide prevention. Either way, you can't win. I said something stupid like that one day. was taken to a suicide watch room at the hospital. Just, just do it, not. Best of luck to your friend. Everyone always says it's the money. You, uh, you, what? Until you don't have any. I don't know what that means. How can I call suicide prevention? I don't know his address. I don't. I, I, he's in Kalamazoo, Michigan, somewhere, I guess. And that's all I know. I don't have a phone number. I don't have an address. Would, would you call suicide prevention if you got an email like that? Well, not if I didn't know where the person was. Right. All these, all these experts out there. You need to do this, and you need to do that, and do this, and do that, and ba 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 ba. Yeah. And even hearing from the unctuous Buddy Nevins, little, little, oh, my God. You ever seen Buddy Nevins? No. He used to work at the Sun Sentinel before he got Schmidt can, too. Homophobic, right-wing, slimy. He looks like he just crawled out of a dumpster, Buddy Nevins. Just waiting to jump on the bandwagon. Bah, bah, bah. 1056 at 560 WQM. Wow, I just got an email from your buddy Joe Bell. Okay. It says, the Beasley engineering staff has done a tremendous job of getting power in WQM moved into the KISS building. They're knocking out problems as quickly as they can. Keep us posted of any problems you have, and they'll get it fixed. Unfortunately, doing the work is not nearly as easy as critiquing it. <laughs> wow. How do you like that for another shtuch, a shot? This is the Neil Rogers Show. This is your How's that studio coming, Joe? Any questions?
It's the Big O Show. Big O Show. Yeah, here we are, everyone. And I understand that many of you are in danger of losing your job and home if it hasn't happened already. So I'd like to turn your attention to the Denver Nuggets. Hey, how about those Nuggets? I prefer to call them Nuggets. I like Nougat Candy. Nougat candy comes in many different forms. My favorite nougat looks like cake that they have to chip away a piece for you to put in your mouth. Yes, yes, the Denver nougats. I'm going to take a few moments now to contemplate my belly button and whistle through my nose. Oh, we got a car here. Big O, hello. You're fat, and I don't want to be your friend. It's syphilis. Why do you crank my show? A show indeed. I didn't hear one reference to Obama being a commie pinko Buddhist. This is a sports show. We bleed sports here. In fact, I'm wearing a tampon right now. To be a sport hole is to be a crazy right winger. Hey, sports is my life, not you. I care deeply for my family, and if anything happens to them, my primary concern would be Dwayne Wade's muscle spasm. That's just how much I love men in short pants and knee-high socks. Well, sir, I refuse to offer you my carton of wine. You should only choke on that poison. I hate you. I hate you, too. Hate you. Fine. I'll hang up and listen. So a caustic email from Jolly Joe Bell. How do you like that? Yeah. I see some more ugly days coming. I could be wrong about that. Don't you? Can't you smell it? Seems like someone's a little sensitive. Well, engineering, and the one thing about this radio station, engineering, I don't want to mention Corso by name, but engineering at this uh, company has been always very uptight and sensitive. Even going back to the day when um, Bob Vermouth was the corporate chief engineer. Oh, yeah. Long gone. And you ought to see the mess he left in Amsterdam in my studio there. Oh, my God. The, the Dutch engineer was ready to blow his brains out. He was so upset. And, and Vermouth just gave up. He, you know, he got on a plane the next morning and left. <laughs> and left behind a real mess. <laughs> but critiquing, it's a lot easier than uh, doing it. Yeah. Whatever the hell that means. I guess that's like management. I got two uh, conflicting emails. Very jackass says, I'm hearing Sedano is campaigning for George. And the fake Tom Jicka says, and this is the fake, I hear Waxy's interested in George, perhaps to replace the herd with Cole and Cowpile, 10 to 1. George and Miguel Middays, question mark? <laughs> what, do, what do you, uh... I don't know. Sounds funny to me. About. It, just, it just seems to me odd that even just thinking of George being on that station. Why is that? Because he just doesn't fit in there, but I guess if they're willing to broaden, that'd be good. Oh, my phone's ringing. I'll be right back. Okay. Oh, God, you got some emergency music. Yep. I don't. I don't really think I need a blow-by-blow blow critique of the show either, Joe Bell. Doesn't he have other things to do besides listen to this show and critique it? You would think. And and have um, peeing contests with uh, chronic emailers back and forth. Oh, I got my fax paper just arrived downstairs. A whole case of it. Oh, good. So anyway, there's the two conflicting reports, and George is over there right now as we speak in a meeting. And Jolly Joe seems to be in a really surly mood today. How unusual. It's not going to work, Joe. I'm showing up every day, okay? 
So, so what was the uh, fallout yesterday from the um, F word getting on the air? Very little, believe it or not. Really, I yeah. believe it. Yeah, I was surprised. Well, who's going to take the uh, fall for that? Not you not or gonna I. Not going to be me. Not me either. When I'm sitting here and I hit this button real nice and hard three times, I have every reason to believe it's supposed to work. It's worked up until uh, this week. But now this transition, this all-too-hasty transition to the new building. Oh, jeez, it was like... Well, what was the hurry? What was the uh, big song to dance? For? Like, speeding this up? Yeah, to speed up the move to the new building. What was the big... Well, from what I heard is if we stayed a day past the end of May, so if we went into June 1st, Mm -hmm. we would have to pay that building $60,000. Yeah. So today's only the 19th of May. Right. And they're still working on stuff, I guess. And the salespeople are still there. In the old building. Really? Yeah. Some of the power so, people came over today, but the QAM guys are staying there until, I think, uh, after tomorrow, Thursday. Well, what do you mean the over. QM guys? The salespeople. So, in other words, we're still occupying that building, and we could still be broadcasting from there, and we would that episode wouldn't have happened yesterday. Correct. I see. Anyway, just on my Crackberry, got the same email came through again from Jolly Joe Bell about QM Engineering, and they've done a fantastic job, ladies and gentlemen. These are state-of-the-art studios, and uh, Flea is back in the broom closet, but he's got AC today. Let's hear it. Mm-hmm. Let's hear it for Flea. Oh! I wonder how George is doing over there across the street. I sure hope he gives me a breathless uh, text message when he gets done. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? Yep. Byron Pegg and Mustard the Wonder Dog. Boy, you talk about chronic in Meridian, Idaho. There are only people in Meridian, Idaho. In fact, there probably aren't any other people who live there. It says, if your friend doesn't respond to your email by the end of the day, meaning the one who said he might be suicidal, maybe you should call the police for them to check him out. Depression isn't something to mess with. I don't have an address. Don't you understand? I don't have an address. I don't have a phone number. I don't have an address. I don't have... All of these things. Right. I just have a name. I don't have the name of the business where he was working, where he thinks he's getting canned today. Now, this is an email that makes, I don't know, from Johnny Valdez. Do you know Johnny Valdez? I do not. It says, I knew about the red light on cars, but not the Star 77. It was about 1 p.m. in the afternoon, and Lauren, whoever the hell Lauren was, was driving to visit a friend. An unmarked police car pulled up behind her and put his lights on. Lauren's parents have always told her never to pull over for an unmarked car on the side of the road, but rather to wait till they get to a gas station, etc., Lauren had actually listened to her parents' advice and promptly called Star 77 on her cell phone to tell a police dispatcher she would not pull over right away. She proceeded to tell the dispatcher there was an unmarked police car with a flashing red light on his rooftop behind her. The dispatcher checked to see if there were police cars where she was, and there weren't. He told her to keep driving, stay calm, and he had the backup already on the way. Ten minutes later, four cop cars surrounded her in the unmarked car behind her. One policeman went to her side. The other surrounded the car behind. They pulled a the guy from the car and tackled him to the ground. The man was a convicted rapist and wanted for other crimes. How do you like that? Wow. I never knew about the Star 77 cell phone feature, but especially for a woman alone in the car, you should not pull over for an unmarked car. Apparently, police have to respect your right to keep going to a safe place. Speaking to a service representative at Bell Mobility confirmed that Star 77 was a direct link to a state trooper info. So now it's your turn to let all your friends know about Star 77. It applies to all 50 states. So I'm letting you all know. Star 77. It's easy to remember because it's 77. Right? Yeah. By the way, you forgot to tell me to go Joyce. Oh, sorry. Didn't do it. It's, it's, it'll happen. I'll tell you who else is really depressed is KJ. You know our good friend KJ? KJ? 
KJ, who does a bunch of bits. Oh, yeah. For years, going back to IOD even. He says, hi, Neil, I don't know what you want to do with me. I don't know what that means. I don't want to do nothing with you. But would still like to contribute to the show. However, I'm reluctant to drive down to the new studio to turn in my bits because I have no idea if you ever hear them or if I'd ever get paid for them. Why wouldn't I hear them? If KJ comes by, you'll uh, you'll send me the bits or play them for me. Sure. As it stands right now, I've got two outstanding invoices that I might or might not get a check for. And I try to get around this. I asked Jeannie to attach an MP3 of my latest bit, A Man With No Job. Take a wild guess what it's about. Couldn't be about George, could it? Mm-hmm. I know you don't normally do attachments, but I don't know how else to get it to you. Well, I don't do attachments, KJ, and unfortunately, even if I do open it, which I won't, I can't uh, put it in my computer anyway. I can't run it through the board. Then he's got a thing here about Fat Man After Dark. With his name, and he's a lawyer, and he's this, and he's that. It says, anyway, I hope you like my bit. Please let me know what you want to do with me. After 14 years of this, I think I'm still good for something. It's your call, love, KJ. I still want your stuff, and I still uh, hope you get paid for it. Oh, you pay him for it, Neil. Come on now. You shell out a few bucks for those bits. KJ's great. Yeah, he is great. In fact, um, let me give you a sample of one of his bits. Uh... Well, I, I'm I'm trying to think of one in particular. How about this? Da, 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 da. How about that? That's KJ. All those. That is good. He does he does a lot of good stuff. He's very good. He's no uh, Boca Chicken Neck, but then again, who is? No. Are you taking care of Chicken Neck too? Yeah, I am. How many people in the world would you like me to subsidize, support? About 30, man. That's what I'd like to know from all you uh, experts. About 30, man. Yeah, support 30 people. You're making big bucks. This freaking Joe Bell, man, you talk about a temperamental jerk, jackass. Oh, here's one. It says, a shameless request. Can you play? Oh, no, I'm not playing that. It's one that we're not allowed to play no more. Jose, the copier guy from Homestead, says it would be great to hear George in the afternoon drive. Go, George. Or great to hear him anywhere. What do you think? Would you listen to George? Yes, I would. Even from 10 to 2? Well, that'd be hard. Timothy says, female college student pulled over in her car by cop impersonating would-be rapist is rescued by a real officer after dialing Star 77 on her cell phone. I just got through driving this, or reading it. Driving it and reading it. You think it's just a coincidence? Could be. Adam Oshmuck, who's an expert on everything, a little tubby uh, goofball. Being a suicidal person myself, I believe you did the right thing. There's not much more you can do without an address. If the person really is in danger, more than likely they'll try to seek help. It's kind of cool that after all these years, the guy was still thinking of you. Anyway, all the best to you and your friend. Being suicidal. Now, Adam tells me he's suicidal. Adam Oshmuck. Maybe I should drive over to Kitchener Waterloo and give him some money, too. Or a pat on the head. Oh, my God. It's just it's just amazing, isn't it? Yes. I guess it's my fault, and probably yours, too, that the studio isn't ready yet, and that the dump button here doesn't function, and that nobody told us anything about a dump button there where it was, or this or that. I mean, these are basic things. These are elementary, my dear Watson. These are, like, uh, you know... Math 101. 
and I have to get a caustic email from the general mangler giving me a lecture, a song, and a dance about, oh, the engineering is doing a phenomenal job. Yeah, not for us, they're not. Not for us. I guess that's because we don't count. It's only the Neil Rogers show. I know that the Lord even loves Neil Rogers. The other night was there a fight on the 4th of July Cause now his cousin's dead, a bullet in the head What happened? We don't know Something fishy smells, but he won't tell So we'll ask Brian, what did you do? Not so long He was standing On his folks' lawn And he was crying 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 It's hard to understand It was an accident With two shots flying I don't know why your agent Drew claims the cops' reports aren't true. I want to know some more, so tell me what's the score. Brian, what did you do accidentally or just me? the great KJ. That's one of his best. You like it? Very nice. Really? Well. So I sent uh, your buddy Joe Bell a reply email to his email about uh, critiquing. Uh, unfortunately, doing the work is a lot more difficult than critiquing it. I said, kind of like management, huh? <laughs> Haven't got a response yet, but I'm sure I'll get some caustic reply from your fat-ass buddy. I'm sure you will. What a, what a turd. What an absolute turd. It's not going to work, Joe. I'm, I'll be here tomorrow. And Thursday. And Friday. Let me, let me tell you right now, as of this moment, there is absolutely, positively no doubt, none in my mind, that the firing of George was part of this master plan to get me to take a walk. It's not going to happen. What do you think, Flea? I don't think so. What do you hear, Flea? What are your plans for the summer? I don't know. I gotta start working on that. You're gonna be doing the um, fill-in, or you're just gonna be doing the show? I'll be doing the show, and hopefully Cordis will be doing the show with me. I don't mean by that. I mean, are you gonna be doing the show as the host or as the fill-in? As the fill-in host. I see. 
Star 77, by the way, is urban uh, legend. Sorry, I got I got head on that. And it was a long, ponderous email, too. But several people have emailed me. To, and Paul says, Star 77 is part real, part urban legend. While there have been many documented cases of people impersonating law enforcement officers in order to carry out their plans, Star 77 does not automatically call a police or state police in every state, only a handful. It varies. In Florida, you have to dial star 347, star FHP to get highway patrol. P.S. Get, George getting fired sucks, and Joe Bell is the Antichrist. Yeah, I would agree with that. Go do some managing, Jolly Joe. Okay, there's stuff that needs to be done in that building, obviously. Go supervise it. Go get it done. Get her done. Instead of wasting your time sending me caustic, hostile, sarcastic emails. That's my response to your email. What was the emergency? I mean, everything in the other building worked just fine. And if we had another two weeks until June 1st, what was the emergency to get in here when we don't have the studio ready? It's a good question. Yeah. Why don't you ask your fat-ass friend that next time you see him? Okay. Say, what was the big emergency to get over here? The line works fine. Yeah. And that's about it. That's all. We were kind of wondering the same here. You know, we were wondering why the big rush if we still have two more weeks. But I'm sure they have their reasons. So, in other words, it wasn't just me that was wondering out loud. No. When things aren't finished yet for us. And like you said yesterday, we were under the impression that this studio, our studio, was going to be done first. Isn't that what we were told? Yes. Tommy Jicka, the fake one, says, I, too, am hearing George is being considered for morning show. Well, he's over there right now interviewing across the street. Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be a kick in their ass? Yeah, I shot him a text to uh, let us know how it goes when he's done. Did he respond? No. Well, he's in the middle of a meeting, and you're, you're sending him texts? Yeah. When he's busy? He's busy, man. One thing I've been uh, taught over the last two years is don't text people when they're busy. You know what I mean? No. I'm busy. Oh, uh, Jay says, every email message contains the physical address where it came from through the IP address in the header section. Just forward that message to the authorities. They'll be able to figure it out. The FBI first or local police? The FBI? Yeah, the FBI. <laughs> I get a text message from a friend, an old friend from I haven't seen in almost 30 years last night, who was telling me he's going to get fired today and he's going to take some uh, pills and commit suicide, and I'm going to uh, get in touch with the FBI? Sure. Jesus, God Almighty. <laughs> Kenny Grammer says, KJ is Guitar Man? No, he is not. When, when did I say KJ was Guitar Man? Never. Guitar Man hasn't done anything for us in ages. He does sit-down comedy over there in uh, Palm Beach somewhere. I, I keep asking, or I did keep asking George, whatever happened to him? That's Guitar Man. Man. Sally Fitz. Yeah, that's as much as I'm playing of that. After yesterday, I'm, I'm a little gun-shy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Barry says, Star 77 is an urban myth. Urban legend, with or without, what's his name? Curalito. What, now, what, did you see Requiem for a Dream? I did. You like that? I thought it was okay. It was okay? Yeah. Just okay? Just okay. Oh, my God. I'm calling Star 77 right now. And... 77. Urban legend. Yeah, it cannot be completed. Wow. Maybe that's because you're not being followed by some terrorist. I thought that was a great movie. Not a good one. The ending was, um, you know, I don't want to spoil it for everybody, although I have a habit of doing that. Spoilers.
the ending left me limp because we don't know what the hell happened. I mean, George is bitching about like Magnolia, which I thought. Mag now, did you see Magnolia? Yeah. George is always bitching that we needed to find out more about what happened to all the characters in the movie. I thought that movie was great. I, I thought, well, oh, how do you like that? Flea uh, finally hits one oh! out of the park. It was great. Magnolia. It's one of my all-time favorite movies. George bitches about the ending in there, but what about the ending in Requiem for a Dream, which he loves that movie, and so do I, and I think you like it, too. But what about the ending there? What happened to Sarah? I don't know. What happened to Jared? I don't know. With that purple uh, thing on his arm, that festering purple haze on his uh, elbow there, on the inside of his elbow. What happened to all those people? And well, what about uh, Jennifer Connelly? What happened to her? Is she still doing ass to Rectum. ass? I don't know, but she's hot. You ought to ask somebody about that. Well, don't let me forget two things. First, do a Joyce, which I don't think I'm going to wind up doing. And number, because, you know, you know how, unless you take the opportunity. Let's see if I have a reply to my uh, email from Jolly Joe. I don't want to get into a, a back and forth with him on this stupid crap, you know. The Beasley engineering staff has done a tremendous job of getting power. Well, that's great. That's your opinion. Okay? The fact that you say it doesn't make it fact, Mr. Hotshot. Oh, here's one. My heart goes out to Joe Bell. This is great. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. This is great. You want to hear this? Sure. After the break. Okay. Once as I was sitting in a tavern Having a few draft beers with some friends When in walked a group of most peculiar people I wasn't really sure if they were men Now I have never ever seen a faggot From where I come they are so very rare You fairy! But what I saw, it made me want to throw on. But I knew that it was impolite to stare. But those are the gays, my friend. They almost act like men. They laugh and sing together at the bar. They hold each other's nuts while their friends grab their butts. Those are the gays. Oh, yes, those are the gays. Well, who knows where the hell that one goes. So let's, uh, you know, play it safe. That's us. Play it safe and cowardly at QAM, right? Yeah. Especially since that dump button you got may never have been tested yet. Although engineering is very difficult to do and very easy to critique. We should test it. They are so thin-skinned, man. I remember many years ago, back shortly after we first came to the station, mm -hmm. and, I, and I was given all the kudos in the world to Corso, who had to work his ass off to get the studio, the makeshift studio on the second floor ready for us to start December 30th, uh, 11 and a half years ago. But there was some some deal that was going on. And right away, they put a big sign up on the engineering door. Oh, worldwide studios and international broadcasting, 24-7 broadcast. Like 24-7 broadcast is like something uh, novel and original <laughs> and, yeah, something unique. Right. They are so, and who the hell were they putting that up for? Whose benefit? I don't know. The Dow's up 11 points. It's not doing much today. Barry Jackass says, I'm hearing that George is meeting with Steve White, and George Sedano is giddy over this. He's giddy. <laughs> I heard his show is pretty schmitty, but he's really giddy. Didn't you say his show sucks? Yes. Jorge Sedano, they could... Jorge and Jorge. Oh, my God. Yeah. In the morning. Here's the poll, 459 vote. 
the most annoying noise, enough to drive me to want to kill some people that I have to put up with where I live is the neighbor's dog, 91. I love dogs, but I don't like barking dogs, especially when it's somebody else's. When it's yours, you're not happy about it, and you try to shut them up. But when it's somebody else's, then you really get PO'd. The neighbor is 51. The leaf blower guy, 43. The neighbor is stereo, 27. By the way, I did not do a Joyce. Still. All night parties, 24. The neighbor's kids, 21. Motorcycle or scooter, 20. A souped-up car engine, 19. Car alarm, 19. Lawnmower, 18. The garbage truck, 17. A rooster, 14. Caterwauling cats, 13. Traffic, 12. The ice cream truck, 12. Car horn, 11. Emergency vehicle sirens, 11. Train horn, 10. Planes, 9. Fire alarm, 6. Gunshots, 4. Crying baby, 4. The street sweeper, 3. 459 votes. I'll tell you another sound that yeah, bugs the hell out of me is that one. Drives me nuts. Here's the one that I started to tease you on. My heart goes out to Joe Bell with a crank name on this email that I can't even read on the air. What many of the people out there fail to realize is that Joe Bell is doing his job. I wouldn't be surprised if this was from your buddy, fat-ass Jolly Joe. He merely receives orders and carries them out. There's a higher chain of command, and that's who you should be mad at, not Joe Bell. If, if it wasn't Joe Bell, it would be whoever else was the manager of the station. Don't hate Joe Bell. He's not to blame. He's being portrayed in a bad light. Remember, he's doing his job. As the saying goes, it's a dirty job, but someone's got to do it. If anything, you should be praising him. Oh, God bless Joe Bell. Imagine the difficulty of having to fire somebody. He is strong and did his job, which is probably why he was chosen for that position. As a former business owner, I know how hard it is to fire people, but you've got to do it. Joe Bell is an innocent, and the blame is being placed on him for no good reason. No, it's being placed on him for a very good reason, just like what Hank told him. Don't show up at Ken Malden's funeral because everybody who will be there hates you like poison. And he did not show up. He did the smart thing. And just like this Friday when we have the going-away party for George at 4 to 7 at the Hard Rock, he also won't be there. Isn't that what you told me? That is correct. I mean, he may be a fool, but he's not a totally crazy fool. He ain't going to take his life in his hands and put himself in jeopardy in the middle of a really big, angry mob. It could get surly. And believe me, all those people in that room will blame Joe Bell, won't they? They will. Yeah. Oh, I did a, uh, oh, according to Jimmy Syphilis, I uh, made a FCC violation at 2.50 yesterday afternoon. The only problem is the show ends at 2 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his show should be an FCC violation. Who, Jimmy Syphilis? It's in a, yeah. Yeah, I'm not reading his crap anymore. Wasting your time, okay? Good luck to you, okay? Find some publicity elsewhere. Like on the lame job you do on those dolphin broadcasts, lame uh, would be the understatement of the century. Yeah, that's a compliment, saying lame. Yeah. It's an insult to everybody who ever did a lame job. James says, this is from last Thursday, no less. Wow, I'm getting way behind on the emails. This is about George's canning. Did we get any response from George yet? No, not yet. He's been in that meeting about 36 minutes. With the slicing and dicing taking place, it can almost be compared to a Marlins fire sale. If they wanted to really save money, they should move into the old WQM location that resembled a barn. Soon the only employees in the building will be the creature at the front desk. Now he's gone. Yep. And Joe the Hitman Bell. Remember, Bodzini, Flea will move against you. Don't give up. Just make sure the checks deposit. And Norma Kent, double-check your orders at checkers. You may develop a wicked case of runny bottom syndrome. Tell George to extend his unemployment checks for as long as possible. Loyal listener since 1990, Jim in Lantana. Thanks, Jim. Wouldn't that be something if George came down on his feet just, just to 
days. I mean, when, when did he get canned last Wednesday? Wednesday. Here it is only Tuesday. It's not even a week later. I would think he has some sort of non-compete, though, no? Nah. Maybe three months? I don't know. Well, how long can he collect unemployment? I don't know. I'm sure for months. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, to fill in the breach. And then, of course, you'll help him out. Sure. I'll send him bags of money. And me, I'm going to send him that bonus check. Not. Boy, the chutzpah some of these people have got is just, it's just sensational. It's amazing. Well, he has his own bonus check coming. Yeah, but he won't get that for like 60 days. Right. See, it's not, a, it's not in his. And by the way, I, Norma didn't write his contract. He's got a contract that was written by that flunky lawyer that he and Chickenneck found. Jan Murray or whatever the guy's name is. Well, it's 14 points for us and 28 points for the agent if we find you one and 145 points for somebody else. And I kept thinking, what's, what's the point with this guy? All he wants to talk about is how everybody's going to grab whatever money they're going to give me, and he doesn't know anything about any jobs anyway. And he's another one kept mentioning James Crystal Radio. Mm. If there's anything that's an oxymoron, it's James Crystal Radio. They don't do radio. They own a bunch of radio stations, but they don't do radio. They don't have any ratings. They don't make any money. Steve Lappa is a loser. But other than that, you think that sums it up pretty well? Pretty much. In fact, uh, their their number is generally speaking oh, point oh. on all their stations. Although once in a while they get like a point five on on the eight fifty FTL. They've got three different stations, all with the same call letters. Can you explain to me? I've asked a lot of people, and nobody can explain to me how the FCC permits that. I have no idea. Three different stations: six forty, eight fifty, and fourteen, whatever it is, and they all have the same call letters: WFTL. Why don't we just change our call letters? WABC 77. Huh? Why don't we do it? Sure. Oh, that's right. There's already one. Frank from Miami in South Carolina says, Long-time listener. I love your show. I've enjoyed George from his first show as weak as it may have been. My heart was with him for his tremendous effort in the beginning. What the station is doing to you and has done to George is beyond comprehension. I won't tell you how to tend your business, but if it was me, I would give them dead air for four hours. After all, they broke the contract first. All I can say is this time, goodbye. I'm done with QAM, and I'm done with the show. Hope I find you and George in some other station around the web. Up yours, QAM. Longtime fan, Frank from Miami in South Carolina. P.S. Good luck to you, George. You have a lot of talent. You land on your feet. He may be landing on his feet today right across the street. I hope. And isn't it ironic all the times we joked about the shuttle bus back and forth between the two stations? And wouldn't it be something if he wound up over there on 790? Crazy. Well, there you go with that crazy again, see? Crazy good. Just like those numbers that I had, 18 to 34 men tied for second with power. Crazy. Oh, my God, your breasts are beautiful. If you're looking for an American badass ale, then look no further than Kid Rock's Plow with the Beer. Plow with the Beer is made from the cool, crisp water dredged from the lakes of northern Michigan. And just like kids' music, Plow with the Beer is a strange fusion of lager, pepperweizen, stout, pale ale, and pilsner, giving it that one-of-a-kind Kid Rock taste. So if you're doing funny things, why not be drinking a funny thing? Bow with the beer. Bow with the beer. Only God knows why you drink it. That was up 25 points. Oh. What a great Tuesday, huh? Haven't heard nothing from George yet about what time he's going to be on across the street. Not yet. Although Tim Jones, Jorge Sedano's agent, says, I'm aware of the fact that George is in a meeting right now with Steve White of 790, the ticket. I'll be trying to get in contact with George once his meeting is over so I can have a luncheon with him. We can then talk about me becoming, spelled with two M's, you're, you're illiterate, Tim Jones, becoming his new agent, misspelled. There won't be 
Any loopholes in Georgia's new contract with 790 the ticket, I will make George aware of everything in his contract. I'm sure George will be just fine. I'm trying to convince Steve White to give George his own two-to-five time slot. I have confidence in George's ability to do a talk show, and he'll have the highest ratings on 790 the ticket, and second only to you in the South Florida market. George Sedano's agent, Tim Jones, the illiterate Tim Jones, who couldn't even spell his client's name and spells becoming with two M's. You're an idiot, Tim. Kenny Gramer says, I remember George saying his contract did not contain a non-compete. How do you like that? There you go. And six months unemployment. Nice. If he did have a non-compete, but he doesn't. I'm sure they'd, uh, you know, I, I don't know what they would do. Who the hell knows what they do? Because you know what uh, Joe Bell says? It's not about ratings, Hank. It's not about ratings. Then what the hell is it all about? What, what are we here for every day? To pat everybody on the back and say, oh, great job, engineering. Great job. Well done. This is the greatest studio in the history of the broadcasting industry. Which evidently seems to be on the other day parts. Here's one that says, how can George be on a sports show? Doesn't he strongly hate sports talk? This wouldn't be a sports show. God, some of you are so slow. It wouldn't be a sports show. No way. What day is it, Tuesday? Yes. Oh, the knobber guy is out there because yesterday was Victoria Day. It was a holiday. So he's out there polishing the knobs on Tuesday. Larry says, I hope you have the rights to all the Boca bits. George can take all the farts with him. And what's he going to do over there? He doesn't like sports. See, they finally are waking up and realizing. They look at the numbers. And for them, I guess it is about numbers, even though they don't have any, except in the afternoon. And they're saying, well, the all sports thing uh, going over like a pregnant pole vaulter in the middle of August at the equator. Not well. Not going over real good. And the only, the only shows with big numbers on either station are this one and LeBastard, which are not pure sports shows, even his. Oh, here's one from John ZTR. The web stream is going horribly wrong. You were talking, then it jumped to some commercial, then the commercial was cut off by another one, and then you came back on. Oh, jeez. Woe is me. What am I going to do? John ZTR having a nervous dump. I thought you said they were working on that. Of course, you know one thing about engineering. It's a lot easier to criticize it than it is to do it, to get her done. Right? Yes. That's what I've heard. How is it possible for somebody to be the market... What, what is his title? Who? Jolly Joe. Market manager, market president? Whatever the hell he is. And have as much time to be involved in this show, and not in a positive way either. How, how, how does he do it? Of course, you know it's a hell of a lot easier to, cre to criticize management than to um, to do it. Are you sure? Kevin in Miami Springs says, It saddened me that George was fired. I miss him a lot already. His intelligence and wit will be missed on your show. I loved his views on religion, especially when he called Bible thumpers unchristians. He also tried his darndest to bring new music to the radio, music that other stations sadly aren't playing. Thank you, George, for exposing me to Flogging Molly. Wow. Do you know Flogging Molly? Yeah, they've been around a long time. Oh, boy. Not me. I never heard of flogging Molly. I think there are some who would like to flog Molly. As far as Norma Kent goes in this matter, his incompetence in drawing up your new contract, the poor verbiage as far as you have a say in the hiring of your own producer, that should be the final straw for you with Norma. Instead of moaning about Norma and his work on this matter during the show, you should fire him. With your accomplished track record, you should be able to hire any agent you choose. And that new agent will do a lot better for you. I know I'm telling you what what to do, but you deserve better than what Norma did for you, Kevin in Miami Springs. Yeah, Norma's uh, useless. Norma's as useless as balls on a toy truck. 
Oh, and speaking of that, this says if you can find your balls, assuming that you can find where you keep your balls, I suggest you pull the plug on your show until they honor your contract and hire George back. Pull the plug on your show. Well, what does that mean? Walk out? I guess so. Yeah. I think during these uh, difficult economic times, is a really smart time for anybody who's a little bit upset or very upset with what the conditions of their job. Just get up and walk out. Pull the plug. Yeah. Everybody's an expert on what I should do and where I should spend my money and who I should give it away to and yada, yada, yada. Still waiting to hear from George, by the way. Must be in a long meeting. That's a good sign. Isn't it? Yes. Mac says, I work in a lab, and you guys have been making me smile ear to ear for a coon's age. I'm waiting for the stream to post to your website and hoping George is still around. Well, this was last Thursday. He's not. Keep on doing it. I'll enjoy. I'll keep enjoying the show. It says, screw Joe Bell. I'll dedicate tonight's Joyce to the Beasleys. Speaking of that, Joyce. Uh, not now. Oh, what? You can do it right now? No, I'm not oh. going to do it right now. Not in the chair. Okay, good. If I had a uh, handheld mic, I could take it in the tea room. Although that would be nasty. Who knows what kind of sounds might come from there, you know? We could try to dump really button. About. What? We could try to dump button at that point. Yeah, that, we could try dumping. <laughs> I, I could be dumping and you could try dumping. <laughs> a double dump. Well, let me just check my hotmail to see if there's anything further from Kalamazoo for my suicidal friend. He said he was going to go to the library today and uh, send me another email. Or from uh, Joe Bell. No, no, no response to my last, uh, from my reply to Joe Bell. What, what's this one about George? I don't have any problem with George being on as often as you guys want him. His position was eliminated for budgetary reasons. I'm okay if he's on every day. What are we going to do with that? Did you invite George to be on with us today after he uh, gets hired across the street? I mean, after whatever happens, happens? Well, once he gets back to me, I'll ask him if he wants to come in or call in. Come in? Yeah, maybe. You think that's going to be acceptable there? They're going to let him in the studio? I don't see why not. I told him call in. What's the difference? You don't see the difference with that? No, not really. Here's one. It says, George Rodriguez gets Shannon Burke's gig on Real Radio 104.1 in Orlando. George, you can stay at my house for free. Bring the family. You deserve the best. F. Beasley. Well, it's a good thing I said F. I hope you end up in Chapter 11, uh, Beasley, says Rich in Orlando. I'm bitter. Rich is bitter. <coughs> don't tell me I'm all caught up with my... Uh, no, I'm not. Emails. Wait till you hear this. This this might shock the hell out of you. Okay. Although I doubt it. Tampa's branch of the Connecticut School of Broadcasting is expecting to reopen after the school's founder won approval to buy back the bankrupt business he started 45 years ago. In all, 11 branches of the broadcasting school have been approved for reopening. You know that Dick Robinson guy? <laughs> A federal bank bankruptcy judge in Boston approved the sale of Connecticut School of Broadcasting to renowned Connecticut broadcaster Dick Robinson and his family for a million dollars on May 8th. The deal was closed seven days later. Robinson founded the Broadcasting School in 1964 and sold it in 2006 to a division of Credit Suisse Group. The new owners abruptly closed all 26 locations in 16 states in March and filed bankruptcy, blaming the tightening student loan market and a dispute with its lender. Robinson thanked Connecticut Attorney General Richard Blumenthal and Michael P. Somebody or other, the state's commissioner of higher education, for their role in salvaging the schools earlier this year by seeing to it that classes were finished for some students and deposits were refunded to others. 
The school's operations will be scaled back according to court documents. The family planned to reopen 11 of the 26 sites, some as early as June, including its original location in Farmington, Connecticut. In addition to that branch and the Tampa branch, other branches to reopen are Orlando, Palm Beach, Atlanta, Needham, Mass, Charlotte, North Carolina, Cherry Hill, New Jersey. I love Cherry Hill. Harrisburg Heights, New Jersey, Westbury, New York, and Stratford, Connecticut. Do you know I've only had one comment about the movie A Milk? That's because it's probably too gay for most of our audience. Could be. And that was the one about uh, the character that Emil Hirsch played and saying that he underplayed the um, prudiness. Good God. How is that possible? He was he was just absolutely Blaming. in that movie. Everything in the media is changing, said Jim Ziarhos, vice president and chief financial officer of this thing. The technology is changing. We're changing. We're the, we're not though. We're the same people. We're a family ready to get back into business and do whatever we did before. Wow. Why don't we do what we did before? And that starts with Greg Reed coming back. <laughs> you know Greg Reed? I've met him. You don't know him though. Not well, no. He's he's well liked now. I'll tell you that. He is well, he badly missed, sorely missed, sorely missed. But nevertheless, can't cry over spilt milk. You know what I'm saying? Right. Water over the bridge, bridge over the tender. Still haven't heard from George. I'll keep. We'll keep you posted. I bet you there's a lot of people out there on pins and needles waiting to find out. Well, they can all find out on Friday for sure. LB says, if George does land a new gig, will you be a guest on a show and talk Schmidt on Joe Bell? That would push him over the edge and flog his molly real good. Are you and Norma secret lovers? Is that why you pay him to bring disaster to your life? Oh, my God, me and Norma? What a thought that is. <laughs> Neil, the listeners know what's best for you. Do as we say. <laughs> it says, expert advice. We know what's best for you. Do as we say. Yeah. Uh-huh. Everybody out there is a real expert. Give your bonus check to George. Do this. Do that. Ba -ba 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 -ba. Call the FBI. Uh, yeah. I think there's something in the air. It's not just the Schwein, Schweinhund flu. There's something going on. It's called the boogie-woogie flu. Now, what, what's the deal? Uh, you don't have the music now? You don't have George's library yet? No, not yet. Well, maybe he can bring it in there, and when he comes in there, we can put him on the air. Have you got extra microphone in there in that little broom closet you're in? Not in this room, but he can go in the uh, other room, and I could pot him up from there. Really? Yeah. Well, let's hope that happens, and let's hope he announces a great new deal, and that I'm part of it. I don't think they can afford me across the street. No. Do you know how fast Joe Bell would say, hey, good luck to you, okay? <laughs> we'll pack you a sandwich on the way out. Do you have any idea how fast, in spite of your protestations? How fast? Like that. Well, uh, it be the 12 to 1 hour on WQAM. Look at who that is. Everybody look at who that is. Lordy, lordy, look at who that is. Daddy, where does he win? He's a racing whiz. Racing around in his car, that is. The race driver that never wins, Daddy Willis, he rips. Mm-hmm. Now see here, all you kids. They call me Mr. Ribs. One day soon I'll win a race in my Rocket 88. Oh, well, uh, hey, baby. 
you sure look fine today. Uh-huh, Mr. Ribs, did you win the race? Oh, well, I came in at 35th place. Well, you earned yourself some ribs on a plate. Forget that, honey. Mm, how's about a date? Uh-uh, I ain't gonna take that chance. Not if you keep coming in last. Is that why you don't go out with me? You ain't too slow. You can't compete. Well, I may be slow on the street, but I sure be fast on my feet. Bravo 2 at 560 WQM. Still no word from George. Nope. You get anything yet? Nothing yet. Oh, the Phantom Informer says, I hope I've regained credibility now that others echoed what I reported yesterday regarding the web streaming. No, you have no credibility. Zero. Phantom Informer. Anybody who doesn't have a name has no credibility with me, especially the fake Phantom Informer. It's shocking to hear about George and 790 The Ticket. We're on pins and needles. Let us know what you hear from George. WTKS in Orlando has been unresponsive to my inquiries. I guess you were right, sadly. Yeah, I was right, and you're full of crap as usual. No credibility. Oh, WTKS in Orlando wants the Neil show. They want a simulcast. No, they don't. Mike says, if George gets his own show, do you think the I'm your friend guy, Reverend Jones, Eddie Chamba, the insurance guy, this is some compelling radio guy, quarter schlock guy, uh, high Ron guy, will follow George and do the same bit? This might make for some compelling radio, it says. Yuck, yuck. Jason says, come on, every current GM or PD is worse than the previous. That is absolutely incorrect. Absolutely untrue. When Gary Lawrence came in at INZ and replaced Stan, uh, Stanley Cohen, I mean, you've you got to be kidding me. This is another radio expert. Uh, everybody out there who ever listened to a radio, ever owned one, ever just walked by and heard somebody playing one, is an expert on radio. Here's one from the fake Joe Bell. <laughs> It says, I'm glad George has a meeting at the ticket. Did George discuss his non-compete clause in his contract? George said his contract was f full of holes, true. However, the only holes were in QM's favor. Why would we fire someone who can go back to work so fast? I might not be able to program a station, but I'm not stupid. When George calls in, have him go over his contract and tell you about the no-compete. The fake Joe Bell. I, I don't know. I really don't know. Alex says, hearing you almost curse on the air yesterday was very funny. And to welcome Fleet to the show, how about some Mickey bits? No. Do we need to welcome you to the show? No. But I do no. like the Mickey bits, though. Well, I'm happy for you. They're <laughs> overplayed and uh, boring. I'm tired of the frickin' Mickey bits. And hear, hear that almost curse on the air. Yep. As you know, I said the first two letters and the last two didn't uh, quite come out. Somehow. Well, I caught myself in mid-word. Barely. Not knowing, of course, that we didn't have a functioning dump button on this end and that you didn't have any idea where the one was down there because nobody showed you. No. Oh, here's one that says, just wanted to let you know the stream cutting you off is also cutting off your live spots. The sponsors might not like it. Well, the sponsors aren't paying for the Internet. As for tomorrow, I don't think the about 30 drop is appropriate for the amount of people who are going to listen to the Canes game. I'd be surprised if there were more than five, and those five will be QM staff. <laughs> and again, this guy out of touch. Let me say it again. QAM.com tomorrow will have the baseball game. NeilRogers.com will have our stream of our show like always. I don't know about that. 
Oh, I thought that's what you told me. I said maybe, but Eric wanted me to record the show. So that might mean that it's not going to be on NeilRogers.com. I'll uh, check with Eric to make sure. I don't know what you're saying. Well, I think that for right now, Eric gets his streaming from the WQAM website. So if the website's carrying the baseball game, then that's what he's going to get. Oh. But I'll just verify that with Eric, though. Oh, the fake Greg Budella's back. Just won't go away. I told you months ago that all sports hosts should go to 560 and 790 should go back to talk. I wish George well. Observations for the ratings. Sports seems to be on the decline. Talk is up. Paul and Ron, Bubba, Neil, Rush, Schmidt, Dan Labastard all seem to do very well. Not Labastard. He went way down. Lincoln Financial seems to be making the wise move. Your only hope is SiriusXM. Tim Sabian still, <laughs> still wants to talk to you but never wants to hear from Norma again. Good. I'm real happy. Maybe you and uh, he can have a really great life, fake Greg. Isn't it amazing how the same people keep hawking and pushing the same dumb crap, just like that Phantom Informer? Oh, TKS in Orlando, but and here's the name of the Linda Brown and uh, Fudge Brown, and uh, oh my God. Keep plugging the same garbage and the same nonsense because you're delusional. You sit around and you fantasize these things, and then you try to pawn them off on, on uh, poor slobs like me as real. But, of course, we all, all know there's only one Israel. Ain't there? Ask yes. Drew Lieberman. He'll tell you. Ask Wolf Blitzkrieg. He'll tell you, too. What is this? Yoshi Schmendrick. This is from last Thursday. I've still got stuff from last Thursday. Yoshi Schmendrick says, Flea is the underground snitch. <laughs> Are you the underground snitch? No, I'm the above-ground snitch. Flea, quit bullshitting about not knowing anything. Neil, I can't believe you're not interrogating this little weasel. Wow. There is no way he knew nothing. I'm also suspicious about him not getting any money. They might have kept that um, down low. Think about it. Yeah, so low it's a zero. It only makes sense not to tell you, even if they did give him something. George was the redheaded stepchild in that building. You know why, Flea? He's the only one who wasn't obsessed with dumb jocks. Neil, I don't think anyone is telling you the truth. Don't trust anyone, man. They're all in the same boat together. I don't think Flea is trustable as a producer, says Yoshi Schmendrick. Oh, I asked for more money. And? They said, uh... No. And then I said, well, how about some Beasley stock? And they said... No. 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 Yeah. So my next, I'm going to at least ask for a laptop. I just can't believe that you're willing to do this. Five days a week, with, which this is a full-time job, always has been, yeah. producing this show, for zero. Zero. The Dow's up 17 points. There you go. But for if that zero. changes, I'll let you know. If I start getting any money, I will let you know. I so got nothing gratis. to hide. I don't care. I beg your pardon? I got nothing to hide because I don't care. You don't care about what? I don't care what people think about me, the listeners. I mean, they're gonna, some people are going to hate me just because of what happened, and some people won't, whatever. Well, then that's a good attitude to adopt, because if you start caring about what the listeners think, you're going to be in real trouble. Right. Because most of the listeners are full of, well, you know, just like these people, one day they hate you, the next day they love you. I'm never going to listen again. Oh, I apologize. I'm so sorry. All this other crap. Well, we'll see how brave they are on Friday, because I'll be at the Hard Rock Cafe, you know, for George's party. If they want to say something to me, they can. Yeah, that's right. Say it to your face. Walk up to this and be a man or a, a, a butch woman or something and walk up to flee to his face and step on him. Whoa. Or whatever you want to do. Yeah. Alan Aventura says, this is also from last Thursday, I've been your loyal listener since the mid-70s. Wow, where do the years go? 
Neil God, my queen, if, I le- if you learn one thing in life, the only constant thing in life is change. We all get fired and laid off sooner or later. If you have a job, journey of the broke, the system is set up for most job holders to fail. You end up with less money after 40 years of work than when you started. If you want security in life, get a warm, fuzzy blanket. I wish George success in his next endeavor. And remember, when one door closes, another one opens. I love you, Neil. Always have been, uh, you have always been the man of reason in my life. If I were gay, I would want you to be my life partner, Alan Aventura. I don't think so, Al. But thanks for the sentiment. I'll take James Franco any day. I was just shocked when I saw him in that role. The fact that he played Harvey Milk's longtime boyfriend, that was just kind of shocking, wasn't it? Yeah. A lot of smooching and squeezing and hugging and stuff. Oh, also from last day, I've got a pile from last Thursday. Excuse me? I've got piles from last Thursday, is what I said. You don't have to dump it. <laughs> Although maybe you might want to hit the button and see if it works. I'm telling you, we should try it out. So there we go. Okay. Now, how are we going to know if it worked or not? <laughs> I don't know. Well, no, no, seriously, I don't even know. have any idea how long. I mean, prior to this, going back to the Stern days, they had three 30-second dump buttons. So if you, if you, you had like a minute and a half for the last resort to finally dump it. That's what I was told. Yeah, it seems That's, to be working. How do you know? Because the delay's uh, rebuilding itself now. I see. All right. All right. So this is kind of like play as you go. Yeah. Like experiment as you go and find out, does this work? Does that work? Because, you know, engineering, man, it's a tough, it's easy to critique it, but it's tough to do it. That's the rumor I'm hearing. Never got any further response from anyone as to why the our studio isn't finished yet and why this dump button isn't working and if it's ever going to work again and, and a lot of these things. All of these things. That's right. Don't you think it would be nice to know those things? It would be nice. Neil God. Absolutely. Got a wife and kids in New Jersey Jack. Had a girl on the side and we jump in the sink. We got it on husband suspicion was grown. I was cheating real bad without my wife's known. Seventeen at five sixty WQAM. Happy Tuesday to you. Still no word from George. Now, is that a good thing? Do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing? Sounds good. Long meetings are good. I think. Maybe they went to lunch. That'd be nice. Maybe they're hammering out the details. I'd like to see Steve White and George standing next to each other. That'd be good because he's like six five, and George is about five five, two five. <laughs> they could use a two five over there. I'll tell you that. They they would kill for a two five. Especially after your buddy Sid the Kid. He sent me something on email this morning with an attachment. I uh, deleted it right away. Sid Rosencrantzberg Schwartz. Oh, yeah. He hates me. 
Well, why does he continue to try to uh, inflict himself on the other broadcasters in the market? I don't understand that. Well, well he, what, what's... he thinks I took a personal shot at him. I don't even know the guy. Personally, he could be the greatest guy in the world. I just said I didn't like his show, and I don't understand why they would hire that show to come over here when it didn't have ratings. Right. Okay. No, but that, didn't, that wasn't responsive to my question. Why oh. is it that he wants to schmooze and cruise with all the other people on the air in the market? What is that all about? I have no idea. I don't want anything to do with him. I don't want to know from him. I don't want to smell him. I don't want to hear from him. Stay off of my damn email, said the kid. You schmuck. Stephen Kendall says, I saw the Milk movie. I thought Sean Penn did a great job. The story was interesting. I was too young to notice what a hateful Nazi bitch Anita Bryant was. Who the hell was she and where is she today? And then it says, I guess it's good that nobody knows. She was the orange juice queen. She used to do all the spots for Florida orange juice. And she was a marginal singer. Marginal at best. And she was married to Bob Green, not the Bob Green from IOD, but a old radio guy named Bob Green, who turned out to be gay. Yeah. They found out some of his ex-boyfriend's identities, and uh, that was kind of a mess, but it didn't, it didn't help. Anita Bryant, hateful sow. Another one of these Bible-thumping bitches. That's who she was, Stephen Kendall, the orange juice queen. And then she lost the um, affiliation with all the controversy. She lost the affiliation with the Florida orange juice growers, and they canned her ass. Still no word from George. Boy, I'm, I'm on the edge of my chair. I'm on the edge of my seat. Sal says I would pay $5,000 to punch that fatty Joe Bell right in the gut. What I want to know is why they re-signed you if they hate you so much. Why is that? Maybe you can tell us. Uh, you've got the inside track. I do? Yeah, why do they re-sign me to five more years if they hate me like poison? Maybe they don't hate you. Why, now, why do you say that? Well, maybe they hate you, but they like good ratings. Wait. Oh. What? They like good ratings? Yeah, sorry, I slipped Is in. that why they've done everything in their power to destroy the show and to deball the show? Here's one that says, again from last Thursday, Jeff, I'm, I'm getting way backed up here, all the way to last Thursday. I wonder why that is. Well, I never got to these. There were so many. This is right after George got canned. Jeff and Boca says they can just fire George outright. It's their decision. Or they could claim it's about finances instead of firing him. They could have offered George the option of a pay cut. That was never offered. Am I right? They never said, well, how about if you do it for 30 or 40 or whatever? Am I right? Yes. And why would that be? Not sure. It says, I know if they did offer him a pay cut, it probably wouldn't have been accepted by George. But I just want to know if they offered him the option. I don't think so. I need to just flee. If they didn't offer him the option of a pay cut, then they're full of Schmidt, it says. Well, we know that. Rocky says, first, Joe Bell and Joyce deballed your show. Now they've deballed you. You used to be untouchable. You were the most powerful person on South Florida Radio. Management feared you. You could say and do anything. Now they've muscled you and fired George without you being able to do anything about it. How sad, says Rocky. How very sad. <laughs> How sad. What am I supposed to do, sit on the floor and cry? Paul says, damn, George was the man. The show simply won't be the same without him. I'm confident that Flea can take up the slack. Thanks, douche nozzle Joe. <laughs> well, at least he didn't say the C word anyway. No. That gets him really frazzled. He, get, he just goes ballistic. I wonder what ever happened to Chris from FSU. We never heard a follow-up. The Dow's up 18 points, by the way. Big deal. Medina says, so if Flea is working for free... I wonder who's paying his bills, or is he just sponging by nature? No, he's not working for free. He's just doing this this part of his job for free. Right. 
He gets paid to do his other four or five jobs. Right. They kept my base the same and just added duties. How can they do that? I mean, unless you just agree to it, unless you're just a wimp. Well, at this point, I just want to, you know, continue getting paid. Keep your job. Right. See, I know that's uh, strange to a lot of people out there in Radio Land, but if they would just wake up and sniff the daffodils and see what's going on with the economy, American Express just announced they're laying off 6% of their workforce, 4,000 jobs worldwide. Yeah, if this would have happened, you know, four years ago, three years ago, I would have said, no, I'm not doing it. you got to pay me, but, you know, it's happening today, so i got to do what i got to do. Can't just walk out in a huff, just like me. Just like me, if this would have happened a few years ago, when the economy was different and there might have been something else out there, but the problem is there's no money in this business anymore. Don't you people understand that? There is no money in this business. They aren't paying anybody anything. The name of the game is open up a pot and put a bunch of syndicated crap on here, like that Clem Cadiddle Hopper uh, cow pile across the street, which maybe that's what George is going to replace. Who knows? Maybe. Still no report from Jorge. Carl says, you can hear the obvious pain and disappointment in your voice over this whole fiasco. Again, this is last Thursday. Yesterday, we all waited knowing the inevitable was going to happen, but we were all in a state of denial. To all of the people who are trying to pin the blame on you, they need to go to the kitchen, climb into the microwave, and have, so, have somebody press start as if they could find a large enough microwave. Don't they realize you did everything you humanly could and then some to keep George? Oh, how I'd love to see Norma and Joe strapped together in the spooning position. You decide who gives and who receives and stake them down at the shoreline at low tide. We can then all sit and watch as the tide comes in and drowns these two worthless turds. I look forward to Georgia's summer film, but I don't know if I can listen with Flea. No offense, Flea, but you're untested. Wow. Your task, be yourself and prove all the haters wrong. I will honestly give them a chance and listen. I don't want to ramble on and on filling the air with venom, but fill in your favorite curse word, blanket. George, good luck and thank you for 19 wonderful, funny, and entertaining years. A loyal fan since the mid-80s, Carl. Thanks, Carl. That's from last Thursday. Also from last Thursday, boy, got a lot of old stuff backed up here. A couple more. And, of course, we're all sitting on pins and needles waiting for a text message, an email, a something from little George. I mean, if they're just having a meeting, like you said, it's probably good. Oh, Barry Jackass may have some news. Uh-oh. Will you allow George to call in on the bat line to discuss interview with Steve White? Word is Steve White, George Sedano, Miguel Escobar, and Mark Hockman are very excited about George. John Wiener and Josh Friedman, not so much. They want the station to remain all sports. Well, there's two brilliant programmers for you. <laughs> Stu Gotts and Josh Friedman. Oh, my God. <laughs> They're the brain trust over there. Holy crap. Oh, we want the sanctity of sports. Yeah, it's working so well for everybody. A wall of it. Yeah, a wall. <laughs> a wall of it that you can smell from a million miles away. <laughs> Barry Jackass seems to have the inside track, you know what? Of course, they have that incestuous relationship between Across the Street and the Herald. And it was nice of you finally to write a story about the ratings, Barry. That was nice. It only took, what, about two weeks before you finally got... Neil Rogers. Ah. Me while I'm in here. Hi, sir. Uh, uh, hello? It's Mickey Mouse. Oh, Mr. Mouse, good morning. How are you? What the hell are you doing to me? Uh, uh, nothing, sir. You're freaking killing me. N no, I'm not. I got David Kelly calling me every three minutes. Why did we move the practice? Sir, you, you told me to move the practice. I didn't tell you what You must have misunderstood me. N no, sir. You said move the practice to Monday. Hey, hey. Listen, Buttwipe. I'm the boss. I make the decisions. You take the heat. Right. You move the practice. Okay. I... How are we doing with it anyway? I, oh, man. Hold on. What right. do you mean? Remus. <laughs> yeah, boss. Shut the hell up. 
sir. Yeah, 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 sir. What was your question? I'm telling you, I'm going crazy over here. Between David Kelly and now Michael Jackson calling me every three minutes, I'm going to go out of my freaking mind. Hold on. Reavis! Can't hear you, boss. Stop it, Reavis! I'm sawing the floor, boss. Stop sawing the floor, Reavis! Reavis! <laughs> What's this in my hand, Reavis? That's your penis, boss. My other hand, Reavis. Oh, that's a phone, boss. Right. I can't hear anything, Remus. Stop sawing the floor. Sorry. Eisner, <laughs> sir, sir, the moves are working out very well. The practice is fourth in its time slot well, and moving fourth up. Fourth in its time slot? Christ, are we even beating the WB? Barely. Oh, my God. The Michael Jackson thing was a rating success. Of course. Hold on a second. Remus. Yeah, <laughs> What the hell are you doing with a harmonica, Just Remus? Play a little song, boy. Well, don't play it, Remus. I'll jam that thing down your throat. And get that bluebird away from me. Oh, come on, bluebird. <laughs> I'm allergic. Eisner. Sir, over 25 million people saw... Shut up, Eisner. What? Listen. Yeah. You see me, what I'm doing here? Uh, uh, sir, you're on the phone. I know I'm on the phone. Do you see what I'm doing? Use your imagination for crying out loud. Uh, uh, I'm moving my hands up and down, side to side. I'm the puppet master. I say it, you do it. Now Fox is going to air all the stuff that you cut out of the Michael Jackson interview. Uh, but, 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 sir, you told me to edit out all that stuff to make him look like a Puppet master, me. Idiot. Oh. In the floor, boss. There's nothing wrong with the floor, Remus. What's this in my ear? That's your penis, boss. My other ear, Remus. Oh, that's the phone, boss. That's the phone, Remus. Get out. Come on, Bluebird. Get out. Eisner? Yes, sir. Killing me. Uh, Killing me. Uh, I'm sorry, sir. Killing me. Sorry. Killing me softly. 1232 at 560. There you go. That's the welcome fleet <laughs> of the show, I guess. <laughs> still, Sticky bit. Still funny. You like it? Yeah, I do. Well, I joiced during the... That's why I played it. It's long, you know? Nice. And I didn't even start till there was like 152 left in it. It's a three-minute three and 12-second bit. But fortunately, I had uh, was back with plenty of time to spare. Mark and Kendall wants to know how many job titles does Flea have? If he takes on all these responsibilities for no extra money, he must have a giant ego or just be job-scared. How can he be in management and know so little about what goes on? The trial by fire will happen this summer. I'll miss George, but life goes on. Flea, please stop your weasel-sounding laugh. Sorry, that's all I got. That's that's his laugh. He's a weasel-sounding laugh. Or a chic-sounding laugh. <laughs> kind of like that, a little bit. <laughs> chic Jr. Oh, my God. Still no word from George, and here it's 1233. His meeting across the street was 11 o'clock this morning. Hmm. Do you think that's a good sign? Yes. I, I would agree with you. If it's a long meeting, maybe they're hammering out details. Or maybe they're just going to lunch. That's Go nice to too. lunch, George. Yeah, what? That's nice, too. Oh, yeah, if you're going to lunch, that means you're having a lengthy conversation about what you're going to do and who you're going to do it to. And They're probably at the stadium diner as we speak. Stadium diner? Yeah. Right on the corner there, or close to it. I want.
once got the worst omelet in the history of mankind from the stadium diner. I don't know why. Had somebody go get it for me across the street? Oh, my God. How can you make a bad omelet? I don't know. It was bad. Although, generally speaking, that place is okay. How's Chuck doing over there at the sub-center? You know, I haven't been there. Ever? Ever. Well, he used to bring us food all the time. Well, the only problem with that place is there's you have to take it to go. There's nowhere to eat there. Right. And I like to get out of the building. He used to bring us food all the time, Chuck. He's a good guy. Yeah, Howie's used to bring us food all the time, too. Yeah, that's right. A lot of people used to bring in food to the station all the time before your good buddy, fat-ass Jolly Joe, decided he was the only one who could eat. No more food. Now, that, that was just another act of uh, insolence. Part of the whole ambiance. I mean, what, what is the purpose of that? Is it an ego trip? Why do people in management do things like that? To try to make everybody else's life less pleasant than it was before. Are there some people who enjoy being reviled and despised? I guess. What does he tell you? Nothing about that. About anything? They don't tell me much. I'm on a need-to-know basis. Well, you... you... Now, that's not true. You seem to know stuff before. I mean, you're the assistant PD, for Christ's sake. Yeah, I know some stuff, but a lot of the important stuff, they keep close to the vest. Yeah. And like I said before, they stopped asking my opinion on stuff about a month or two ago because uh, I always say the opposite of what they want to do. Oh, the fake Joe Bell says, to answer the question is why we kept you for five more years, if we hate you, flee is wrong. We don't like your ratings. Joe Rose is proof. We like the numbers to be as low as possible. You should get a new agent. Norma Kent did a good job of negotiating your contract. A good job for us, a bad job for you, and, of course, George. You pay Norma. He works for us. Thanks, Norma, says the fake Joe Bell. How do you like that? Was that a shot at Joe Rose? Yes. Hmm. Well, William says those Mickey bits never have been and never will be funny. He's crazy. One thing about the Mickey bits, people either love them or they hate them. I, I can take them or leave them. I mean, I've heard them all so many times. I've played them all so many times. I just... They don't do anything for me other than that particular one is long. Oh, more low-priced pharmaceuticals, more uh, junk, more spam here on my uh, Hotmail. I'm looking to see if there's a follow-up from your friend Fat-Ass Jolly Joe, but there's not. Very thin-skinned in engineering. If they don't want to be thin-skinned, then get everything done right, like including our studio. Get it ready. Are they working on it as we speak or not? They're all actually working in here. Like, uh, Steph X is about uh, three inches away from me doing some work with uh, Timmy. Yeah. They're hooking up to DCS right now. Well, that's great in there. We'll have it in both studios. That'll be nice. I don't understand. Where do they, where do the extra DCS come from? They had a backup, I guess, just in case, because they don't make them anymore. That, that's correct. So they when, kept... when, the, when this one here goes down, that's going to be real tourist, let me tell you right now. Right. So they have an extra one as a backup just in case that happens. So they're hooking that one up. Do you know when they sent the, when they shipped the one here, they had to take it all apart? They had to take the hard drive out to get it through customs? Really? Well, you know, because uh, everybody's real nervous. It was right after 9-11. It was a couple of months after 9-11. Oh, there might be a bomb in there, you know, like that. Who, who the hell knows? Maybe some Sri Lankans are hiding inside of it. They seem to be everywhere. Man, these guys are in a position right now. They better hope I don't pass gas. Really? Right on Steph X's head. 
He's under your Rectum. ass? Yeah, but I won't do that, though. That guy's We've huge. heard that expression about having your head up your ass, but this gives it all, all new meaning. <laughs> Jay in Baltimore says, thanks for recommending Doubt. I was reluctant to watch it, but once you said it was good, I decided to give it a try. The movie was fantastic, well acted, and well written. As you said, Meryl Streep acted her arse off in that movie. Yeah, she was great in that. If you didn't hate her by the end of the movie, you, you don't hate anybody. She, she was just obnoxious. I'll have it tomorrow. You'll have what? Doubt. I got it in Netflix. Oh. It says, George's firing was so wrong. If Joe Bell can sleep at night, he has no soul. You sound great as ever in spite of all this horse crap, says Jane Baltimore. Guys yeah, sound okay, even though they're very worried about my health. Oh, he's dying, the old man. He's dying, and uh, what are we going to do? And George will be on the air so much. Well, you're going to be on the air a lot pretty soon. I got a month, uh, a, a month, a week vacation next month, and then after that I come back and do the summer schedule. So you better, you and Cordis better have a lot of uh, crap planned. I'll do my best. In addition to which, you're going to be taking those great calls, I'm sure. Yeah. Are you? Yeah, I'll take calls. 553 votes on the poll. The most annoying noise, enough to drive me to want to kill somebody, that I have to put up with is Neighbor's Dog, 108. The Neighbor is 62. The Leaf Blower Guy, 48. All Night Parties, 32. The Neighbor's Stereo... Push the button, Max! Five at 560 WQM. Tom, the fake Tom Jicka says, if George gets hired by Waxy, will you allow him to play your bits? Of course not. Will Boca and KJ be allowed to produce bits for him? That's up to them. Right? I would assume. I mean, if, if uh, he wants to cut a separate deal with them and they want to do stuff specifically for him, they've already done that. Made bits specifically for George, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's up to them. But as far as will we allow him to play the bits from this show, of course not. I mean, I love George, but I'm going to like hand over the whole uh, all these years of this stuff. No, no way. I beg your pardon. No way. So you're in agreement on that? Yeah, I agree. Still with no you. report from George. By the way, the meeting was at eleven. It's now twelve forty-six. Hour and forty-five minute meeting. It's a long meeting. I sure hope they're not just um, pumping him for information. You know, you know how that goes in this business. Oh yeah. 
they pretend to be having a meeting with you with the the idea of like maybe hiring you, et cetera, and then come to find out they're just they're just probing you. Here's one that says, hello, Neil and Flea. The reason why George's interview is taking so long, he's working on a deal to bring your show over there for more money, question mark? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they got lots of money over there. Not. Anyway, if he does get the job during the daytime, only I will listen to, only time I'll listen to him is when you go on vacation. Also, Flea is doing a fine job. I used to listen to him back in the Zeta days. Have a great day, guys, says Jay from Cooper City. He used to listen to you on Zeta. Look at that. John says, I remember when I was younger, a bumper sticker that was showing up on cars said, Anita Bryant sucks oranges. <laughs> oh, she was just the most hateful sow. Is she dead now? No, I don't think so. I, I only wish, but I don't think so. But her whole career went right down the toilet after that whole business. When, when your business is hate, it often doesn't go really well. Oishmoy juices. I ate at the stadium diner in 1993, and I still have wild diarrhea. The food was very tasty, but I made it as far as the parking lot when my rectum exploded like a landmine. We settled out of court. <laughs> we settled out of court. The Mickey bits are fantastic. Keep playing them. Never had a life, it says. I have no life. I'm sure of that. Here's one that says George got whacked because he didn't have a voice for radio. He was too monotone. Very boring to listen to. Can't see him being an on-the-air personality. And as you've mentioned, advertisers decide what they want. I think they still remember his many shows devoted to ass-eating. I'm sure that went over big. George had a lot of sponsors, by the way, for a guy who was just like the producer. Also, his views on religion were probably another factor. I'm not personally bothered by either topic and happen to agree with him. Some advertisers might be worried that their customers may see them as agreeing with George and his atheist views. George isn't an atheist. He's an agnostic. I'm the atheist. Get it right, amvids. Anyway, I enjoy listening to you regardless who's operating the board. I'm the atheist. George pretends to be an agnostic. Maybe because it's more palatable. You know, it's still no message from George. Nope. And Ania Bryant is alive. Oh, Christ. She's got to be 69 years old now. 69, huh? Don't say that. She was kind of like a predecessor to Joyce. Same mentality. Phony baloney. Hypocritical. I bet you Joyce farts a lot. I could be wrong about that, but I bet you she farts. And she probably mm, inhales like crazy, too. She probably, you know, takes her hand and, like, pushes the fumes toward her nostrils. Oh, so anyway, you tested out the, I keep forgetting this, you tested out the talkback, which worked fine right. on your end. But mine, forever, forever and ever, as long as I can remember, it doesn't work. Well, what I have to do, it'll work. What I have to do is make sure that your pot is off. Mm -hmm. And I have you in queue, and that should work. All right, well, let's do a little experiment. Shut off my pod, put it in queue, and I'll talk to you. I can hear you. Fine, you can, you can, uh, you know. It worked. It worked what? It worked fine. I could hear you. Yeah, but you had my pod closed. Yeah, we'd have to be on the air, so we'd have to talk during commercial breaks. I see. But at least we can do that now. We didn't have that ability before, I don't think. Then I could send you a text and say, um, shut my pot. Yep. Or smoke my pot. Okay. Paul says, screw the haters. All the Mickey bits are great. Flea is doing a great job. Keep it up. I hope George gets a 2 o'clock slot somewhere so we can get the best of both worlds. And then he writes, that's your penis, boss. See, if wow. I'm George, that's what I'm pitching. Put me on 2 to 4. Yeah, that's a great idea. Or actually, yeah, I guess Levitard comes on at 3. Put me on 1 to 3. Mm-hmm. 
Right after uh, cow turd. Cow turd? How'd you like to follow cow turd? Cow pile. Remember how angry they got when you were spreading the rumors about, was it you or was Cordis, I think? I'm not really sure that they were going to go syndicated in midday. Yeah, that was me. And George Sedano got all mad, remember? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, he's full of crap. He's just making that up. Yeah. And a boy, Sedano, you're so full of it, man. And this is a guy who they had a fight to do the morning show because he's so insecure and he knows in the morning he's going to do even, even worse than Sid if that's possible. Here's a really good question from somebody. It says, why is that idiot loser Jolly Joe Bell continuously chiming in on what's left of your radio show? That's a good question. We hate you, Joe Bell, it says. You're an incompetent boob, a deviant, an income poop. We, you think you're a tough guy, Joe. You like to stalk and harass innocent college students? I'll kick your big fat ass from Miami Beach to Opelaka, it says. I'm not afraid of you. You're not the boss of me. Bring it on, signed the fake Sally Fitz. Wow. If the fool fits... Mike wants to know, any chance George has Norma Kent represent him in a contract negotiation with 790 the ticket? I sure doubt that. Not if he's smart. Castronova says, hearing about George and Lincoln financial media, tell him to talk to Bill Stedman, PD at Magic. He's a good guy. Clear Channel's talking about simulcasting our show. We may be adding Orlando, Tampa, and Jacksonville. Depends on the results of the number. We shall see. I've heard that. What? That they're going to be syndicated in other markets again. Well, isn't that great? Here's one with a phone number only and no name. What does Boca Brian think of Flea? Is there a Flea bit or character on the way? If so, it should be a twerpy voice guy who talks like his something, and it's chopped off. <laughs> talks like his nose something. I don't know. The nose knows. Chopped off. Like my emails, it's just chopped off. Like George's um, thing. That, that was really amusing about the guy about George is going to impregnate 20 women. Yeah. And I'm going to have sex with 20 women in the same day. Oh, my. I don't think so. James Franco, maybe. I mean, if he'll, if he'll do it with Harvey Milk, with, uh, what's his name, Sean Penn. Evidently, he's not very choosy. James Franco. He was in um, Spider-Man. Yep. One, two, and three. Pineapple Express. I beg your pardon? Pineapple Express. I never saw that. You don't. Really bad? Horrible. And, and I like stoner movies. It was bad. Oh, no. And he was also in that TV series. What that was the series he was in when he started out, James Franco? I don't know. I'll find out. Somebody sent it to me, and he was like a little punk. I don't know. It's like somebody sending me that Flipper movie when Luke Halpin was about five years old or something like that. Sorry. Not into little boys like um, Philip Seymour Hoffman. So, well, well, wait a minute. You haven't seen the movie yet. You're going to see it today or tomorrow? I'll now, have it tomorrow, yeah. I'm going to be really interested in your take. Because as you watch the movie, you either have to take the side of the priest and believe his story, or you believe the hateful old Meryl Streep nun. Boy, she is just so great in that movie. I mean, the purpose of her role and her job is to elicit just absolute hate. You just despise that bitch. And boy, does she do a great job of it. The nuns. I grew up in Brighton, New York, across from a Catholic school. And talk about hate, man. Do they teach them to hate? How come you killed Jesus? And I kept telling those kids, I didn't even know him for Christ's sakes. Oh, sorry. How come you, your people killed Jesus? That's what they taught them, the Jews killed Jesus. That's always a good, you know, a good way to engender love and brotherhood and apple pie and stuff. Punky pie. 
So still no word from George on what appears to be almost a two-hour meeting so far, if it's in progress, or possibly something went down or is in, in, in progress, and he's uh, not allowed to talk about it. Do you think that's possible? That could be. Could be part of the deal. But I think knowing George, he would he would write me something. Not for air, you know, because he knows I'd put it right on the air. He fears that. He always accuses me of that. Oh, no matter what I tell you, you, you always reveal my sources and you put it right on the air. Well, inquiry minds want to know. The audience is on pins and needles, man. I'm trying to give him a, a leg up. The real Vanilla Ice says, yeah, likely story. I'm saddened by George's termination. It's obvious that WQM management does not have the best interest of your show in mind. I am, however, curious as to why there's nothing on your website mentioning the termination. Oh, there's 80 million stories on there, okay, that have got 80 million hits. And there's still a link to George's email. Can we still contact George through this email? Hello, this is Arnold. This is not a tumor. It's the one to two hour. Yeah! Ready. What's up, y'all? <laughs> this is your boy, G-Mike. You see, I usually do songs with, like, hooks and concepts and shit, right? But f*** that, man, I'm trying to go platinum. So I'm about to rock this. Check this out, y'all.
think I've lost Neil. But I'm assuming that you people can hear me. So I'm not sure what to do. I'm going to wait for an engineer. Engineer's on the way, hopefully. So if there's any engineers in the building and you can hear me speaking right now, I believe that we have lost Neil, the connection to Neil, at uh, 103. I am fleeing. Is this like a, uh, a little thrown into the fire, I guess, to uh, fill time and, and see what I can do for a show? Well, I'm really not prepared, and I don't even know if this is even going out on the air. I'm assuming that it is. And hopefully we can get Neil back up. This could be him. I'm getting a text right now, so this could be Neil right now. The line is down. Yes, so the line is down, so I guess you guys are stuck with me for right now until I can get an engineer. So if there's any engineers listening right now, that would be great if uh, if we can get Neil back up. Hey, can you find me an engineer, Adrian? All right, Steph X is on the way, so uh, I don't even know if Neil can even hear what I'm saying right now. But we will work on it, I guess. And in the meantime, I guess you guys are stuck with me for a few more minutes until we get a, uh, an engineer in here and see what's going on. But I can tell you about the uh, the party for George. We actually got the thumbs up on that. That's a green light. We're doing that. So if you want to pay a little tribute to George, you want to come by and say hi, bye, love you, miss you, you're the man, drop off cash. He will accept cash, checks. I don't think he has a credit card processing machine yet, but uh, maybe we can get one set up for him at the Hard Rock Cafe. So here's the details. And you can always go to WQAM.com and see and see if uh, you can get the details there. Oh, Neil's calling me right now. Hang on. Let me talk to Neil. Hey. Yeah, Steph X is working on it right now. So hopefully we'll be back up. I'm on the air right now just kind of filling until we can get you back up. Okay, I'm just right now talking about uh, George's party on Friday. All right, bye. <laughs> now, that's real radio right there, isn't it? Okay, so that's Neil. He's under the line waiting for us to get the line back up. So as soon as that happens, obviously you will know because Neil will be talking. I have his pot on right now. But anyway, the party for George. Here's what's happening. Friday, this Friday from 4 until 7 p.m. I don't know why I say 7. I don't know why I say p.m. I mean, it's obviously 4 to 7 in the afternoon at night. I don't think we'd do it from 4 to 7 in the morning. But from 4 till 7 at the Hard Rock Cafe, which is right inside the Hard Rock Casino and Hotel, as you kind of head around to the, towards the, uh, to the, I guess the pool entrance really is kind of where it's at. You'll see it. Just keep walking around and, or just ask somebody where the Hard Rock Cafe is. And what they're going to have for you guys basically is happy hour prices, so they'll have some specials on drinks and on food. And George is going to be out there saying hi to everybody. So, you know, bring a camera. Bring your friends. Everybody is welcome. It is free to the public. Not the food and drinks. you got to pay for your own food and drinks. I think we're taking care of George because he doesn't make any money right now. I guess he's on the unemployment. And uh, I guess he's maybe got a couple of months left of, of pay here. But we're going to take care of his food and drinks. So maybe he'll sneak you one or something like that. But that will be this Friday from 4 until 7 at the Hard Rock Cafe in the Hard Rock. So do we know what the deal is? It's just a line dropped out? Circuit's gone. Circuit's gone? Any uh, ETA on fixing it? No? Eight, oh, it's up to the phone company? Oh, Christ, we're in trouble. Looks like I might be doing the last hour by myself. I don't know if you can even hear me, Neil. I don't think he can, but if you can, you might be taking the rest of the day off, brother. <laughs> so for those of you, too, that are wondering, like, what it's going to be like when, when I do the shows, you know, because you're so used to George, and obviously, obviously, those are big shoes to fill. And I'm not expecting to come in and be gangbusters uh, uh, as good as George is. I think I'll have to grow into the role. And you guys will have to grow into knowing more about me. Now, a couple of things that I think you'll find similar between me and George is the fact that we both love new music. And I think George got a lot of his new music from me. And we had a little exchange uh, thing going on. Sorry, I'm checking. Neil's texting me. I guess I can call. Yeah, he can call in, I guess, on the bat line. 
if uh, we don't get it fixed by the break here, then we'll call Neil and have him uh, on via the uh, the bat line here. I don't know how that's going to sound, but whatever. We'll figure it out. So anyways, back to me. Because <laughs> it's about me when Neil's not going to be here, which will be a week off in June, I guess. And then the summer schedule starts where I'll be on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. But here's the bottom line. George and I were very similar because we were, and we were friends, so we kind of rubbed off on each other. New music, I'll have that for you guys. That won't change any. Uh, anti-religion, I am very much so. I'm very much against organized religion. I don't know nearly, nearly as much as as George did. I mean, that guy was like a religious encyclopedia. He knew it inside and out. He was quoting scripture and everything. I, I can't take it that far, but I but I do agree with a lot of the ideals that he had. Like George and I were both agnostic, not atheists, because atheists believe in nothing. I think an agnostic like myself and like George is we believe in that we don't know. And I don't know what I'm going to – when I die, who knows? We could be just dirt. There could be one God. There could be multiple gods. And we all assume that this God looks like us, but who knows? Maybe God looks like a platypus. Wouldn't that be sweet? Walking around like a half duck, half beaver thing? Would you be so, like, intimidated from God then? If God looked like a platypus, would you be scared? You'd be like, oh, little God platypus, what are you going to do with me? And then he, like, strikes you down and sends you to hell. Got more text coming in. I don't know what's going on. Uh oh. Neil says, "Looks like all your phone lines are down." Oh, great. Well, something's ringing in right now. Does this phone thing even work? Let me see if this thing works. QAM, hello. Yeah, see, it's not going over there. You know how to get this thing on the air, Timmy? Hang on a second, dude. Hang on, man. We got to put that thing on hold. I think that worked. I think you got him on hold. Either that or you hung up on him. He wasn't on there. I couldn't hear him. Man, everything's going to hell in a handbasket in here. He can hear me on the phone, though. I think you just got him on the speakerphone, dude. Figure out how to put him on hold. New day, first day in a new studio for me even trying to work the phone, so I don't even know what's going on here. But I think you guys will be happy to know that some of my show will be similar to what George did. However, I will not talk about derby girls and roller skating because that's not my scene. I'm more of a uh, beer drinking, going out to a nice, you know, dive bar, bellying up, grabbing a PBR in a can. No, I'm actually kind of a beer snob, really. I mean, I'll I'll down a PBR. I, all I did was hit the button once. You might be able to just hit it again. The guest, eh? That one? Well, it says calls. No, he's not on. Can you hear me, dude? Well, now you got him on hold for sure. But I think maybe I'm hitting it up wrong. You there, dude? How about now? No? Got to figure out how to work these phones, man. Maybe they are down. I mean, he's on it, so obviously it's working. Did we keep the same phone numbers from last time? 5670560, Data Broward, 954-305. All right, why don't we do this? Enough about me for a second. You know my show is going to be similar to George's but different. Probably more of a regular guy kind of vibe with my show. I'm not quite as... And this isn't a dig. This is not a shot at George. I'm not quite as... I don't want to say homophobic because George was not homophobic. He actually, you know, worked with Neil for 18 years. I don't think George was homophobic, but George would go to the extremes to prove that he wasn't gay. I guess you could say, talking about how manly and, and how much, you know, he had sex with random chicks to kind of show that he wasn't gay. I, I don't go that way. I know I'm not gay. I don't need to prove to you guys that I'm not gay. And I'm definitely not homophobic. I've got some very close friends that, that are gay that I... Yank it, baby! WQAM is proud to bring you the WQAM School of Broadcasting. 
Yes, you too can have an illustrious career in the wonderful world of radio. If you follow our curriculum, the course is free. Of course, you'll work for free. Call 1-800-WANNABE and speak to our Director of Education, Mr. Lenny Martez. So, you want me a broadcaster? Uh, a what? A broadcaster. A broadcaster. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. broadcaster. Broadcaster. Well, right. can you say news? E- news. 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 Uh, I'll take you on a tour. You need help. <sighs> Here we have the Joe Rose Beginners Course. We 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 we. Repeat after me, man. We 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 we. provide you with the essential tools you'll need to make your wet radio dreams come true. I mean, uh, one come true. The Dow's up 16 points. Oh. And we're back on the air from here. Oh. So what happened? They said it was something with the uh, phone company. Well, guess what? I think all your other lines are down, too. They were working, actually. They were? Some of them, I tried to call you on the bat line. I don't have any dots on my phone. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe just the local numbers are working because once you dropped off and I started talking, the phone lines lit up. Really? And then I couldn't answer them because the phone was in producer mode. And, and what about the bat line? I don't know. I don't, I don't have any dots on my phone. Is your Internet still working? Yeah. Well, how come I lost all my dots? What's dot all about? Well, it, it seems like we've got some engineering problems here, Jolly Joe Bell. Yeah. It's not. It couldn't possibly be that they that they put the bums rush on this whole move, could it? And that they that they moved uh, made the move prematurely before they were really ready to do it. Couldn't be that, could it? No, no, no. Don't want to get Corso all upset again, but you know it is it is uh, time consuming to do all these things and to move to another building. And it would seem to me that they would have taken their sweet time and done it right. But then again, that would be the right thing to do. We got 600 votes on the poll. Neighbor's dog is pissing most people off. So I got no dots. Yeah, I got dots here. And well, I don't. As a matter of fact, line one is ringing in right now. Well, I couldn't tell you because I got no dots. And I've tried. Oh, you know what the deal is? What? Oh, wait a minute. Configuration. Oh, associate producer is not currently connected to a server. 
You know what that means? No. It's down. Oh, no. Yeah, so they're telling me that this was a Bell South AT&T problem. Yeah. Not our problem. Well, I could see the line went out because I had two green lights and one red light. So if there's a red light on there, it means we're off. Yeah. But what, And what are they telling you about the uh, Internet, about my um, phone line? I have Dots. nothing. There's nobody here now. They all left again. Well, that's bad. Yeah. Anyway, 20 after 1 at 560 WQAM. Well, at least your phone lines are working down there anyway. Pete the Chronic says, is this what we have to look forward to with Flea all summer? Is he Goldie's cousin? Play the tapes. Very bad, Pete. We're, having, we're in a time of distress, of technical duress and distress and undress. It's a mess. Yeah, I, th I thought that I could change the configuration on here and get back the uh, dots. But guess what? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Maybe I need to reboot the computer during the break, which I have to go all the way around and potsky around with that. Uh-oh. Well, no, it's on the floor on the other side of the board. Or maybe I should just say screw it, because I'm not taking any calls anyway. Yeah. Screw it. Boy, what a... And still no word from George. Barry Jackass seems to have some information, but uh, we have nothing. Let me look and see. No. The following message is for homeowners who thought they could not refinance their homes. Here's another spam email. I need that like a hole in the head. Got no email from George and certainly no text message. Have you? No. Well, so what's the deal? Why don't you text him and say, so que paso, what happened? I'm doing that right now. Yeah, do it. And I mean, text you him. Know, at least he can tell us whatever he's allowed to tell us, which may be not much, but or even if he just says, I can't tell you. Something. Rudy says, well, Neil, the fee just dropped in time for your Joyce, thank God. I already did my Joyce. Anyway, I pay for your uh, ticket to see you at the party for George, it says. I'm not going to be there. I can't make it. I would be there if I could take the day off. But I think that's a bad idea. Mike says, right in the middle of the rap song, we get dead air. And then Flea saying, is this on? Are you there? <laughs> All right. Love those new studios. It says the engineering blows. Now, come on, Mike. Be easy. Go easy on engineering. They're very thin-skinned, George Corso. And he goes... Run into the management. Ah, they're picking on me. The old fag's picking on me. Ah, we're working our ass off. Ah. He's, he's like a child. He's like an overgrown child. So Barry Jackass says, as far as George is concerned, my sources say the meeting is over and went very well. This was at 12.57 p.m. That would make it a two-hour meeting. Went very well. That doesn't tell me anything, but nevertheless, your sources are very vague and, uh, you know, inquiring minds want to know what that means, Barry. And you're not getting any response from little George? No. Greg says, that's it. Get that effing turd off the air. See, I'm not going to say F. No, don't. You can, though. I got the dump button. No, I won't. Hopefully never again. No. And that's happened to me three or four times over the years. That happens to the worst of us. Happened to me once in Tampa. Did it really? Yeah. But did your uh, dump work? We didn't have your a dump. Oh, you didn't have a dump? No. Flea is a fake stoner, and now I know he's the mole. The Express was great. He's a turd. Run like hell, Neil. Run like hell. The Express sucked. Uh-oh. And it's the Pineapple Express. Well, it says on top, Pineapple Express. Yeah, that movie sucked. He, he's calling it The Express. And uh, James uh, Franco was in it, and it sucked? Oh, I got a text from George. And he says? Good meeting. All my old friends vouching for me. They have to talk to corporate now. That sounds good. Oh. Sounds promising. Oh. All his old friends, like Miguel, 
I wonder about Stugatz. Probably it sounded, huh? Yeah, it sounds like Stugatz. It sounded dubious to me about Stugatz, him yeah. and Josh Friedman teaming up against little George. Oh, here's somebody with a comment about the new studio. So it sounds like QA made a premature evacuation. Attaboy, Ron. Ron from Miami, you are absolutely correct, sir. You got your thumb right on it. Fershke says, people should be nice to flee. He did fine. I would have just stared at the microphone, which is why I'm not on the radio. That's right, Fershke. Frisky, Fershke. One more Anita fact from John. John says, also recall that years after her controversy, Anita became an annoying spokesperson for Skippy Peanut Butter. Her catchphrase was, no, Skippy's better. I don't remember that. I had a dog named Skippy. I've never been a big peanut butter guy. Are you? Yeah, I like peanut butter. I'm not saying I don't like it, but I've never been a big, and I certainly don't like peanut butter like ice cream or peanut butter candy. Like Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Oh, phooey. Mm, yeah. I don't like the fake peanut butter. Which is what? Like a Reese's. That's fake peanut butter? Well, I mean, I'm sure there's some peanut butter in there, but it's not like regular, just pure peanut oh. butter. Somebody says, since Flea is now a fixture on the show, how about putting a picture of him on your website? Okay. Well, yeah, let's put a picture on the Neil Rogers website. In fact, let's get that website straightened out, Eric. And where's the thing about George's uh, party on Friday on our website? I don't see it. I don't know. I don't think Cordis is here yet. No, I'm talking about on the Neil Rogers website. He's got nothing to do with that. Yeah, and Eric sent me something on that. Let me see what he said. He did? Yeah. What am I going to do about these damn dots? George's news on our site. I'm setting something up to show the latest George news on our site, and that was at 10 o'clock, 10.06. Eric said that? Yes. Okay. Well, give him some time for crying out loud. He's got a lot of meals to eat. Bob says, as a follow-up to one of your other online listeners reported you earlier, it's true. The online feed is beginning is beginning commercial breaks before you actually break for a commercial. This online break began when you went... station stands for nothing. April 20th, 1769. Ottawa Indian Chief Pontiac is murdered. We now present Chief Pontiac's famous last words. Mm. Pontiac's dead. Someone called Triple A. Join us again for Famous Last Words. Okay, so Carolyn informs me she can hear me on the Internet. That's great. I'm not saying our streaming is down. I'm saying that the um, the phone thing is down between here and there, mm-hmm. which generally is a byproduct of whether or not you have the Internet working. And you do. I do. Well, I, it wasn't a marriage proposal, but... <laughs> In fact, this thing looks really bizarre now, this monitor for the phone. But I'll, I'll deal with that some other time. Yeah. A.W., after Woodbine. Oh, your priorities are all screwed up. Hey, listen, I'm not going to be the uh, engineering savior, okay? All the green lights are on on there. I can hear you. You can hear me. What more could anybody want? And George uh, may have a job? Yeah. Well, as soon as he uh, knows something, he'll let us know, and we'll let you know. And then they will fear you, George. Then they will fear you. And don't forget to come out on Friday, too. Yeah, between 4 and 7 at the Hard Rock. Come on out and see George and give him a big kiss. Bring him some stuff. Bring him some good stuff. Bags of money. Bags of money and bags of weed. Yes. 
The Real Vanilla Ice is back. He says, I don't want to be chronic. You are. But the show continues to get cut off, and now the lines are dropping off. Is this engineering or sabotage? Tell Joe Bell to get his Schmidt together. Get your Schmidt together, Fat Joe. Oh, I know. Engineering is a lot more difficult. It's easier to critique it than it is to do it. I know. And the, the lines, the dots went off on the phone, and the connection on there went off at the same time that we lost the connection with Bill South, or whoever it is. How do you like that? The good thing is that my router is still, all the lights are still flashing. That's still, that isn't the problem, because if i got to potchkey around with that again, I don't want to have to do it. Cliff and Kendall says Meryl Streep is probably one of the best actresses around, just like Philip Seymour Hoffman. She becomes a completely different character in every movie. That, see, that to me is the key to a great actor or actress. Right. I was thinking that when I was watching the movie. It's funny he should mention that. It says, I plan on watching Milk this Memorial Day weekend, so it looks like rain for the next ten days. Yeah, it's, you're finally getting your rain. The Lord works in mysterious ways. First you have a drought, then you have tons of rain. Here the sun is shining, and it's pretty nice. Philip Seymour Hoffman, and one thing about him, he's different in every role he plays, as opposed to, say, like somebody like, I've always bitched about this, Spencer Tracy. To me, every movie he was ever in, he was playing, he was Spencer Tracy playing Spencer Tracy. You know what I mean by that? Yes. I, I don't know the reason for that. I mean, Marlon Brando, he was a different character in every movie he was in. Other than, what was the movie with uh, Matthew Broderick, where he reprised the Godfather role? Where they were chasing that big iguana around, whatever that was. Whatever that movie was. <laughs> I don't know. You don't know that movie? No. Well, he was doing the Godfather thing again in that movie. You, you don't know that? Marlon Brando and uh, Broderick, Cro Broderick Crawford. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Broderick Crawford from Highway Patrol. Yeah, I don't think I've I seen that movie. What? The one with Marlon Brando? Yeah. Well, that was the only one where he was the same, because he was, he was bringing back the Godfather character. Did you ever see Adaptation with Meryl Streep? No. That's good. I, I never really liked her until this uh, movie, uh, Doubt. And, and now I just can't believe what a great performance it was. She was fabulous in it. George Ann says, hey, amigo. All I can see is George standing at a bar talking to Steve White, the PD, about working with that family at 790 when they stab him in the hand and choke him to death while sending you his bulletproof vest stuffed with a sports mic. I hope he finds a good gig because he deserves it. Love the show. Always listening. Thanks, George Ann. She thinks they're going to pull a Luca Brasi on George. Obviously, that didn't happen because he sent you, maybe with his good hand, he sent you that text message. Here's one that says, hiring George would be a smart move for the ticket. Perfect way to send a big F.U., don't say the word, to Joe Smell and QAM. I didn't say the word. Smart move to put him on at 2 p.m. too if they do. And you were upset that Flea got Joe Bell's email to you yesterday about George being on your show? Why wouldn't he? He's your producer, after all. Hang in there, old man. Now, why would he copy you on that? Not sure. That's because you and he are really, really tight. I think that's where it's at. Like peas in a pod. Are you? No. You like every now and then like bunk down together? Yeah, we spoon. Do you? <laughs> when in doubt, you spoon some out? I believe that. <laughs> War and peace. Oh, my God. What the hell is this? Giuseppe Biondo. I'd rather hear from Dick Biondi. What the hell is this long, sad, crazy thing? Isn't it amazing the stuff that you get in your email that has nothing to do with you or anything you're interested in or anybody you know? 
Here's one that says, while you were talking again, your commercial started. I think flea has something to do with it. Blood-sucking <laughs> tick, not a flea. Yeah, you're sabotaging me, right? Yeah. Don't you understand the streaming is screwed up? But they've been working on it all day, according to you. That's the word. This one says, you cut out as you're reading the email about you being cut out prematurely by commercial. By the way, tell Jason Taylor to stop working with the area Utes. Utes? Does he work with the Utes? He works with the Utes. Oh, no, he doesn't say that, does he? It's close. How's his calendar coming, Jason? I don't know. Has he still got a calendar? I don't know. If he did, my wife would buy one. Really? Oh, yeah. He's got the hots for Jason? Oh, for yeah. For number 99? Yep. Ask your wife what she thinks of uh, James uh, Franco. Oh, she thinks he's hot. He is. Yeah, he's a good-looking guy. He is a not a good-looking guy. He's a great-looking guy. He's erotic. He looks a little bit like James Dean. A little bit. Better, though. Yeah. I don't think James Dean looked all that good. And I bet you he smells better than James Dean. I've always read that James Dean had very, very bad hygiene and stunk the joint out. In addition to being gay, which we know James Franco is certainly not. He's a man, a manly man. James Dean was a man's man, and James Franco is a manly man. Although in the movie he wasn't. He was a man's man. Dan says, candy like peanut butter cups use a product called peanut paste. Yummy, it says. By the way, that's the product that had the botulism. Oh, good. Right, the cheap stuff. I'll be sure and give me a big gob full of that. The Freshman, that was the movie. Thanks for your Rocky. Marlon Brando, Matthew Broderick. You remember The Freshman? Yeah, I do. You see it? I did a long time ago. Oh, Michael also sends me a, that. That's what it was. whole bunch of people letting me know the name of the movie. Scott, Freshman is the movie. Thank you. We got it. <laughs> Just amazing. Jeff says, it's The Freshman, says Jeff and Davey. Thank you, Jeff. Your web stream is working. I'm in Stockholm and listening. Tell George to clean up his web so we can read what the hell he's posting. Lose the friggin' Joker image, which blocks the text. Just wanted to bitch about something so since it's so bloody cold up here. In Stockholm, it's a scenic city. Food is pretty good, although very overpriced. Everything is very expensive there, and the people are very neurotic and really a lot of drunks, a lot of suicides in Stockholm. Speaking of suicide, I never heard any more from my friend from Michigan. He was going to go to the library today and let me know if he got canned or not and if he was going to like uh, take those pills. I never heard any more. Now, if, uh, if something happened to him, I'd never hear about it anyway, right? No, I would assume not. Because I don't know his wife or anybody else from his family. He's got two grown kids, stepkids. I, I don't know. And then, of course, if I did find out something happened, I'm sure I'd be bombarded with, see, if you could have done more, Neil, if you would have put him on a plane and brought him to Toronto and, and uh, fed him and uh, clothed him and housed him the rest of his life, something like that, because that's the way this audience is. I'm supposed to be the savior of the entire human subhuman race. Hey, wait, don't go anywhere. Well, here we go again. On South Florida, it's 40 later. 560-Q-A-M. You got to do it live. I do? East Coast Public Adjusters. Yeah, you missed it the last break. Oh, see, that's because on the log, it's the right. same thing again. Yeah, it's all messed up. Oh. The log, which is done automatically by some automaton somewhere, not by a human person, keeps sticking that thing over there where I would never look for it. Would you look for it over there? No. No. Grab my junior, honey. Dear Uncle Lara and little Tommy, lightning has almost struck twice in Lake Forest. 
I remember you reporting about the little poodle that weaved its way through the traffic in Lake Forest only to be splattered by a northwestern train. Well, a similar incident happened about a week ago involving a squirrel. My friend and I were on our way to get some lunch in Lake Forest last Saturday when we noticed a squirrel trying to weave its way across the traffic on Western Avenue. We were in a car about 20 yards away from the squirrel when it started to make its way across the street. The squirrel was probably not as mobile as it could have been because its mouth was really stuffed with nuts from the park. Oh. Luckily, though, the squirrel scampered across traffic, and my friend and I were relieved that he was safe. Suddenly, two girls who were on a bike ride appeared along the side of the street. They were really flying when the confused squirrel jumped into their path. The girl tried to avoid the squirrel, but he somehow hit the back tire of her bike and got caught up in the spokes. Oh, gee. The poor squirrel went around in the wheel several times before he got free and was flung on the grass. To our surprise, the dazed squirrel got to his feet and staggered away, apparently okay. Oh, good. The girl who was riding the bike was a little upset, but I'm sure not as much as the squirrel. Luckily, he didn't lose his life, but he might have lost his <laughs> nuts. <laughs> That's right. 145 at QAM. So anyway, that was Larry Lujak from 100 years ago. Why did I play that? Because I got an email that makes no sense. Again, from somebody with a phone number and no name. Okay. It says, I was on you listening to Larry Lujak's last days on WCFL and WLS. Now, he was a real broadcaster. I was on you. Well, what, what does that mean? Maybe YouTube? No. No, but I don't know. Yeah, he was a, he was a great broadcaster. He was funny as hell, Larry Lujak. But at any rate, what that's supposed to mean, I have no idea. But that inspired me to play that bit, which I haven't played in a long time. So what's the lay of the land there as far as engineering and all this stuff? What's going on? Well, there's nobody in this room now, but they're running around doing stuff. It's, uh, it is a lot of work for them, that's for sure. But I don't doubt that. I said that, but why not yeah. give them enough time to finish it right since we head to the end of the month? Right. Poor, what was, poor planning. What was the bum's rush? Poor planning, absolutely. Poor planning or no, no planning. planning. Yeah. Mark says, I like the new guy better already. He has charisma. George tried to be you. I hope this flea guy doesn't make the same mistake. Don't try to be me. Okay. Because I was going to sleep with the guy today, but maybe yeah, I'll wait. Sleep with James Franco. <laughs> I dare you. I dare you to try it. I'm a oh, big fan of that. Johnny Depp. No, yeah, there you go. I like James Franco better from that standpoint. Um, Will Blake says, I thought Milk was well done and a good statement as the marriage rights debates continued. I don't think Dan White was homophobic. He also shot Moscone, but a desperate man due to political and business disappointments who sought revenge on two of the men he blamed for his troubles. No, I think he was uh, in the closet. Gay. Yeah, that's the general uh, consensus. But nevertheless, whatever. He's still dead, Dan White. Sean Penn said that his son was so upset that his dad kissed James Franco. His daughter was upset that James Franco kissed her dad. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Wow. I'm upset. I'm jealous, not just upset. I'm pissed off. Other films you might find interesting, says Will. Angels in America. An HBO film with the different storylines, including a closeted married gay Mormon in a big city, his druggy wife, deathbed revelations from Roy Cohen, and Ethel Rosenberg, Meryl Streep, whom Cohen helped to try to convict and haunts him. I think Al Pacino's in that as well. Yeah, Al Pacino played Roy Cohen. Over the top, it says. Well, Far from Heaven, about different social issues in the 60s, black-white relationships, closeted gays. And the band played on about the research, cover-up, and discovery of HIV virus includes Ian McKellen and Richard Gere. Breaking the Code about computer science pioneer Alan Turing 
And it says Star Trek if you like the series or movies or Mr. Sulu. Mr. Sulu was gay, gay. but nevertheless. So there you go. That's Will's selection of movies. Alexi says regarding George, maybe we'll get the lineup we've always wanted. George leading into you or following you afterward. Hopefully they wouldn't put him up against you. They have a sure ratings win if they line him up against either Big O, Big Dog, O, or Mad Dog. Big O can't put a thoughtful sentence together. I'm sure George already has him on that. <laughs> what are you What are you uh, smirking about now? What? Nothing. You making fun of the Big O? Wasn't bad enough. You called Joe Rose yesterday a butt sucking uh, quizzling or something, whatever you called him, ass clown. But, boy, they sure have been kissing up to the engineering staff. You almost get the feeling they've been instructed to do that. Probably. Go on and on about, oh, gee, what a great job these guys have done. Well, maybe with that one studio, but ours is still far from being done from what you're telling me. And the, uh, let me let me see if I got my uh, dots back. No, no dots on the phone. What's dot all about? I guess I'm going to have to uh, work on that myself here, maybe. Reboot the computer. Serge in West Palm says, I'm straight, I saw milk and liked it, and yep, James Franco is a nice-looking fellow. A nice-looking fellow. Hmm. But Sean Penn is an embarrassment, good actor, but a clown. Oh, I wonder if he's an ass clown. <laughs> what, is, what does that mean, good actor, but a clown? Like I said, uh, I thought he did a really good job in the movie, but there were times when I wasn't sure whether he was playing Harvey Milk or Harvey Firestein. He was a little bit over the top. And uh, like I said, the Emil Hirsch character was just Bye-bye. a screamer. Wow. Screamer. Trevor says, this is from last Thursday. Joe Bell has to be the dumbest station manager of all time. He kind of reminds me of W, the dumbest president of all time. And the George situation was like Iraq, a knee-jerk reaction where he doesn't understand the long-term consequences. George had a bigger following than Joe Bell realized. A lot of my friends, as I did, looked forward to George's show because it more closely resembled what your show used to be. The calls were a huge part of your show, and I, for one, missed the exchanges with the good callers and bashing of some of the morons. George handled the jamba and friend idiots very well by not making them an issue. Too bad you can't have a second dump button with a two-second delay and hit it when you hear jamba or I'm your friend. I love you, Uncle Neil, but sacrilege as it may sound, I prefer the George show. And if J.B., Joe Bell thinks Flea, a.k.a. the Sheik, will be able to step in and hold on to your audience in the summer, he's dreaming. The George firing is a perfect example of cutting off your nose to spite your face. You said so yourself that your show is a shell of what it used to be. That's correct. And with George gone, with so many fans... So will go many fans, and that's what. Le- and then what's left is less than a shell, just ashes. Wow. Hey, Joe, good luck selling that to the sponsors, it says. Good luck, Joe. A nice job on the engineering, by the way. It's a lot easier to critique it than it is to get her, get her done. <laughs> but all the lights are on there, and you can hear me, and I can hear you. And your talkback is working, and I still have no dots. Generally, when the dots go out, it means that your Internet is history, but you tell me it works. I love dots. Now, I love dots on the phone because it means it works, it, it, assuming if I ever want to, you know. And, of course, one of these days, like in a couple of weeks, Dave Johnson will be calling again before the Belmont. Like I was trying to call you on the bat line there. Right. When we were off, when we had the dropout, and, I, and it just rang and rang. It wasn't ringing on your end? I didn't see it, no. No. Well, let me try it now. Okay. This is a test run. I can't do it on the air, but I'll just do it for my Crackberry. Still the same number, right? I believe so. Because I'm wondering if the change in the building, there's some change in numbers. I know that we don't have the 567 anymore. Okay, it's ringing on my Crackberry. Is it ringing on your end? I got nothing. Wow. 
the bat line. So either they changed the number or the um, it's Oinka Potchkeet again. I'll find out. Yeah. Find out once we're done here in about seven minutes, but who's counting? Well, we got some issues to resolve between now and tomorrow morning. Right? And I'm sure if anybody can do it, you're the man. I'm trying. I'm writing it all you... down. And you notice you're the one that George said, well, you're sending the text message. I didn't. Right. I, I made that your uh, job to find out what the deal is and what time he's going to be on. It's day in Miami town. At 560 WQAM. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Rambo 4 and 5. <laughs> How are you? John Rambo still alive. I want to make movies 4 and 5. My life ain't going great. Planet Hollywood's broke. Unfortunately, I speak like I had a stroke. First blood came in 82. That's when I hurt my penis and it never ever grew. Rambo 2 was in 85 late. Rainbow 3 was in 88. Shooting and looting and tooting my gun. I did not make this movie with my son. Uh, his name is Sage. He was in Rocky 5 in Daylight, the tunnel movie. A little bit of cash is what I need. I gotta get a loan from Apollo Creed. I gotta have another hit movie. Or a Broadway show like Denahi. I guess nobody ever saw Copland. It was stupid. I guess I understand. My whole life is about to cave in. All I got left is Jennifer Flavin. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I need to make Rambo 4 and 5. <laughs> Check it out. So call me up. I really need a script. I can do dialogue or keep it zipped. I like comedy, action, adventure, and drama. The only thing I will not do is have sex with a llama. So give me a break, for goodness sake. I used to be on Oprah, now I can't get on Ricky Lake. Right now I got a one-man show in Poughkeepsie. Basically, I'm an unemployed gypsy. A little bit of cash is what I need. I gotta get a loan from Apollo Creed. I gotta have another hit movie. Show like better heat. I guess nobody ever saw Copland. <laughs> it was stupid, so I understand. My whole life's about to cave in. All I got left is Jennifer Flavin. And that's why, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I need to make Rambo foreign. Uh, how are you? Absolutely. Bye, bye, bye.